Hey everybody, it's that time of year again. We watch Grown Ups 2. I'm Ty Tuesday and with me is Vickus. Woo. Green Dragon. Ah. And Kuvo. <laughs> Welcome. Hey everybody. Yeah, no, I'm sipping on a uh on on a on a white claw knockoff lime one mixed with some energy drink. Uh Kuvo it would appear has some whiskey of some form. One level twelve. Very good, very good. Uh Vickis, you drink on something? Got a Belgian style ale. You love to see it. Serene, anything? I don't drink. <laughs> oh no. So you just had to take this full well. Okay. Yeah. So we watched uh, we watched Grown Ups too. Um, I, I think I can talk. Can I talk about my watching experience? Yeah, I had go kind for of it. a fun one this year. Look, we're yeah, just so gonna get off topic for everything. Go for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, this is the first, uh, or this is, I'm sorry, this is the last of like this kind of quadrilogy we have going. <laughs> Paul Blart one, Paul Blart two, uh, Grown Ups one, Grown Ups two. So the first time I just watched it solo. Second time I watched it in the VR zone, and then third time I watched it with a group, which you'll remember because I had Doc's reaction of figuring out he had been in the cabin of Grown Ups one, which was incredible. Uh, <laughs> so this time I decided, as a great grand conclusion, I would just do all three of them. And so I watched the movie three times. So I have a lot of nuanced opinions. Uh, I've renamed a few characters. And uh, I, I, there's one character that I think we could have a spinoff that could be pretty good uh, on, on his own. I actually, uh, in my notes, have a mention of a spinoff series I would like to see between oh, no. these characters as well. But uh, I don't know if we went the same direction. I guess we'll find I wonder out. If it, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we should start on out then with a content warning. There's some uh, trans and homophobia in here, so sorry. Not yes, uh, body Wild. shaming as well. A lot yeah. of fat, oh, fat shaming, body shaming. I, I would say um, some also like low-key racism. racism by... Yeah. There's like there's what I would call my dad's racism, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like that kind of like, oh come on, don't do that. No, oh, come on, like that kind of racism. That yeah. like it's just real uncomfortable. I'm just trying to be um, funny. Racism. Why like, they make Steve ugh. Buscemi do it? That's what makes me mad. Yeah. Why do you gotta yeah. make Steve Buscemi do it? That sucks. I just mm. I just want to say before we start as well, like I I know a lot of people watch along with. <laughs> don't watch this. Don't, don't. Ty did it three times. That's enough for anyone, man. Yes. Just, <laughs> yeah. No one ever needs to see as this someone, film ever again. No. As done. someone who watched it three times, uh, one was too many. Um, yeah. Two was ridiculous. And three times was, well, I kind of fell asleep and woke up in the middle of it. But, you know, what are you <laughs> and you do? missed nothing. You're just a masochist yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. Yep. Mm -hmm. I just had to stay awake from a boy summertime, but we'll get there. <laughs> if you also, must watch it, steal it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't absolutely. even do that. <laughs> Don't do that. But if you must. <laughs> um, also, as a note, uh, much like the first grown up movies, these actors played characters with names. I'm not going to really dignify any of them oh, with God, that. No. One, for the sake of clarity, because it's easier just to picture Adam Sandler as Adam Sandler instead of Lenny. And two, because fuck this movie. So. Hasn't earned it. Yeah, um, I guess we'll just jump on in. Uh, we see the beautiful Happy Madison production. Like, you know you're in for some Splash quality. screen, yeah. We see a morning flyover of a small town in like suburbia. Um, this is obviously not the L.A. town that was from the first movie. We it's also like not the small town from the other movie, which means why do all these people show up again? 
I, I don't know. Like, I was asking first myself movie, that the entire time. The implication is that it is the same place they were in the first movie. They just didn't. That's bullshit. Yeah. Like, that doesn't look like Massachusetts yeah. at all. It doesn't. Yeah, no. yeah, no. It's like a super big cop out, but that's absolutely... Like, hey, they didn't want to go to the same place for vacation again, no. motherfucker. Well, shut up. Like, you know the thing, Paul too. Paul Blart, too, they, had the, they were like, oh, we're going to Vegas because uh cop convention or some shit. Yeah. Like, they made it up. This one, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's the same hometown. It's like, who's going to know the difference? Some green bullshit in the middle of America. Who cares? It honestly would have taken them a grand total of 15 seconds to put in a shot of them driving by the church from the first movie and said, oh, yeah, I remember Coach. He was such a cool guy. And that would have been it. That would have been yeah. all the time you need. That could have worked. Did, did they even say they're in the same town? I think they just didn't even... It's super it. implied because they run into the same people. Yeah, because but. everyone's there. That's the only argument you can make for it. And he talks about it as his hometown and, like, all that shit repeatedly. And, like, there's a scene later on where one of the um, characters from the first film gives a little speech about how, like, how oh, he went and made all his Hollywood money and came back to his hometown that he loves so much like that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. That did happen. <laughs> it We're did happen. That I watched lot, it three way. times. I watched it three <laughs> times in a day. I'll tell you what happened in Grown Ups 2, damn it. Look, she tried. You're going to be the one that remembers everything. And I'm here sitting going, fuck, that happened? I don't remember that. You didn't even remember the really good frog joke. No, we'll oh my god, that joke made me so angry. Okay, we, we need to we need to move on because it's going to be like a five hour podcast. Here. <laughs> um, we go. We have the flyover shot. It zooms in on this super nice house. Like it's not the mansion from the first movie, but it's also like it's, a mansion. It's it's a Mick mansion. Yeah. Um, we zoom into the bedroom. Adam Sandler is waking up in bed. He looks so turns over to his right, looks at his wife, and smiles. And then he turns over to his left and looks. And there's a deer just standing there. So this is just going to be a theme of the movie. Really, really cheap CG that doesn't even sell gags. No. Yeah. Because yeah, so, this whole scene is just the CG doing all the work. Yeah. And it's, he, uh, and it's not good CG. It's not good. Like, it's, it's like CG on par with maybe like Flubber, which I feel like <laughs> came out like a solid decade earlier. Like I feel like Flubber... One sec. I'm looking up when Flubber came out. Continue, Kua. Oh, thank you. So it was actually uh, a decade before, two decades before, sixteen years earlier yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Okay. Yeah, so, so on the caliber of Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he sees this deer, goes wide-eyed, and then turns back over to his wife, and it's like, "Go to the window, open it up, and as wide as you can." And she's getting all mad about this because she doesn't want to get out of bed and stuff. And the deer is eating, I guess, popcorn next to him. He left the nightstand. Who knows? Um, Sandler then yeah. tells like... Adam Sandler leads a divorced dad lifestyle all the time. <laughs> so he has, an, he has an empty Gatorade bottle on his <laughs> nightstand, you know, just in case, I guess. Like, Despite, I don't know. Just every, every divorced dad always has an empty bottle of Gatorade next to their bed. You never know. You gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, so he yeah. tells his wife in, in what is going to be a running theme in this movie oh that... He's like, your mother's here from Mexico and she needs to leave. So he's like racist to his wife, which Massively. immediately, like first line of the film. He, and this like comes up several times, but yep. yeah. So the wife gets mad. Um, she yells at, gets up and yells at him and then sees the deer and freaks out. And the deer freaks out and the deer immediately just starts <sighs> pissing on Adam Sandler's face. Yeah. It, it looks so bad that they have to do it twice. This, this deer haunches up. up. 
Yeah. Pisses all over Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler's like, ah, and that's the whole joke. That's the it is on the caliber. <laughs> yeah, this is like it in is the on first the caliber of the worst, the worst joke in Kung Pao Enter the Fist, where the cow <laughs> rears up and squirts out. It's like the literal low point of the entire film. The thing that was absolutely put in by a producer is roughly the high point of Grown Ups too. So everybody, get ready. <laughs> first minute, first joke is deer pissing. Oh God. Sets the tone. Bold of you to say joke. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say joke, but every time I say it, imagine. <laughs> imagine we're doing the air quotes around everything. Yeah, it's too long to go into otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the deer freaks out, starts running through the house. Uh, it breaks into the bathroom where uh, Adam Sandler's older son is there taking a shower. The deer pisses on him, too. Exact it, was same so, thing. it was so funny the first time. So funny. Yeah. Uh, the and then back the mom the runs in and sees her son in the shower and then yells because she sees her son's wingus. You and know, then, uh, which she's never seen before. And then he also yells and covers his wingus and then the deer turns around and then she yells because the deer is looking at her. And it's like, like Scooby-Doo wouldn't accept this shit. Like Scooby-Doo would be like, not how, up to snuff, try how again. Dare you, like, how dare you insult Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. This ain't even up to Scooby Doo shit. <laughs> like, God. I gotta, I gotta start punching down at Scooby Doo for this. <laughs> yeah. So the younger son and Adam Sandler uh, throw a basket of laundry on it. It gets confused and runs downstairs, and they follow. Uh, Sandler wants the bee to tie him with a bat, and when the daughter, I think, is just like, yeah, Adam Sandler's no, a daughter. Daddy, by the way. That's her die. only purpose in the movie. In every and one of these says, movies, yeah. is to and be he like, says, don't quote, do the slapstick. I'm just gonna massage its head a little bit, which like isn't even a good bit. That's Don't not even do that a good to a bit. <sighs> so they go into the kitchen. Also, a reminder: this is all a deer, like one of the most skittish animals of all time, like an animal that I have literally walked outside to uh, have a smoke in my backyard back when I lived in Indiana, and uh, seen a deer like five feet away from my door and gone. And it just ran. <laughs> like that's all it takes to make a deer leave. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah, so they go down to the kitchen. The deer is eating some dog food out of the dog bowl. Sandler figures out somehow that like it's attracted to the daughter's doll because she was waving it around. The deer is watching it. It's so just he, a monkey. It There's, takes forever to establish oh, this too. God, like, yeah, but he's yeah, they spent just like a, a monkey. On it. It's just a red monkey. There's no reason for this. Don't deer. worry about it. Yeah. Okay, now do it. Now do it three times fast. Uh-huh. Okay, very good. Yeah, they feel the need to really play this bit out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, he takes it and he like runs through the front foyer area and the deer is following me, throws it out the door, uh, the front door, and he almost kills a fat postal worker while doing this. So the deer runs out into the yard after the doll and starts eating it. Uh, I don't know why. The daughter... Problem solved, says yeah. Adam Sandwell. The daughter is getting really upset. And then, and then really the daughter's upset. like, oh, well, why'd you do that to my doll? And then Adam Sandler's like, it won't do anything bad to it. And then a shot of it getting ripped apart. Yeah, Comedy. and then he goes, "Oh, new problem started." It's ugh. Yeah. So the postman sees the wife's bra, which I guess is on the deer's antlers, and then like tries to high five Sandler because Sandler's wife has big tits, and then Sandler's like, it's, "No, dude, don't do that." And then he fucking high fives anyway. Yeah, it's what, just it's a bra, just, dude. It's just it's a laundry. bra, dude. Come on, grow up. <sighs> Grown ups too. Grow yeah. up. So we cut over to... And the worst part is, like, Adam Sandler openly realizes, he's like, this is childish and stupid, and I should not justify it. 
but I'm gonna anyway, bro. This movie has a lot of um, the men are always right no matter what, even when it's clearly the men in the wrong. I'm yeah. just gonna say that now because it's a it's a running theme. Like Kevin James does some like serial killer creep shit, and it, his wife's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, it's okay, I love you, honey. And it's like what? We'll just <laughs> gloss over that. Yeah, um, there's also like this thing here because we're about to cut scenes. I just want to say the transitions in this film are jarring. lightning fast. You you jump cut to everything. Like yeah. suddenly you are a town over in this film constantly. The editor there's, really there's didn't have a lot no, to work with. There's no room to breathe. It goes from joke, hard cut to the next scene, hard cut to the next joke. Ah, oh, it's awful. Uh, so we cut to Kevin James's wife um, shooing a, uh, showing his son a math card. I, my notes are, yeah. Um, so the kid's doing these math cards like five times two or whatever, and the kid's saying like 58 or whatever, and he's getting them all wrong. Uh, Kevin James walks in. He asks, Nine plus six, 35. I remember that one because yeah. I saw it so many times. Um, <laughs> and it's not but, even in yeah. a funny way because he's a 10-year-old child actor. Yeah, so no, it's, it's just like very d- direct delivery of just like 35 and then the mom being like, that's right. And it's like, okay, we get it. The kid is kind of dumb. dumb and they're yeah. letting it slide. Yeah, but yeah. like the parents are also like, while he's getting them wrong, like encouraging, is like, good job. And like, they don't want to destroy the son's confidence, I guess, is the thing that's coming up. And so. Yeah. But it's it, again, stupid. It's one of those things that's such a common theme of. We're gonna blame our kids for what's clearly our doing. <laughs> Which yep. is like I have a lot of questions about that later. Theme <laughs> of this yep. film, yeah. Uh, so Kevin James's daughter walks in. She's older. Uh, she has like light up like LA Lights shoes or something going on. Uh, James was like, "Oh, I wonder if they're gonna be too much for school." And there's like, "Oh, it's the last day of school," which is the like major plot point of this film. Major um, plot point in so much as this film has any plot yeah. at all. I, I gotta tell you, she is treated slightly better in this film than the last one. Very yeah, she's not slightly. as big as a punching bag, but she still yeah. is. Yes. Um, James says, like, oh, it's good to have confidence in yourself, honey. And then, like, the kid spells confidence really wrong with, like, an X in there or something. Uh, James is like, well, at least we don't have to pay for college. Good job, asshole. Hard cut. Hard cut to Chris Rock's house. Uh Chris Rock has like an adult son or not an adult son, but like an older son, an older daughter, and then like a toddler and the toddler is just running around. And he has this like big, like diaper on with like the backing. It looks like he shit his pants and uh, neither Chris Rock nor his wife wants to deal with it. Uh, the toddler shakes his ass and I think someone makes a Nicki Minaj joke. Everyone starts going, go whatever the baby's name is. Go baby, go baby. As he's shaking his butt. Um, and yeah, Chris Rock says a joke along the lines of, it looks like Nicki Minaj trying to shake her ass implants back into place or something along those lines. This baby is... also has exactly one move and, it's and that's to shake, shake his booty. Yeah. And they, and they really try to ride that too, that thing. Yeah. So the wife goes to take checks out the diaper, uh, but in it, it is a small box and in the box is a necklace. And like, she's surprised by this and it's apparently their 20th anniversary and Chris Rock remembered and got her a necklace and she's very and she moved. She forgot. Yeah. And then the kids make fun <laughs> of her because mom did not remember their 20th wedding anniversary. And Chris and Rock. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that I'm really bad at remembering our anniversary, <laughs> and I've forgotten it several times. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I see Vickers like, was taking notes from this film then. Basically, the thing that the thing that kills me is like there's like a joke that could be sold pretty well in here and could be done well, but like. God, they really just make sure the audience gets it so many times that it just murders. It's not it. that like literally. The scene ends with the baby, but right before the hard cut, they cut to the baby who has said nothing other than wiggle back and forth and have him in a very awkward way say, 
oh, that's cold. And it's like the most fucking it's like below Stewie from Family Guy saying shit. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So like, bad it's at- insulting. It, it's like Ugh. it's like fucking watching um Baby Geniuses too. Yeah. Like it's like legitimately oh, like Jesus. a baby geniuses moment in the, Yeah, I know, right? What a what a callback <laughs> to have. Uh but yeah, it, it, it's like that worse. level of insulting to the audience. <laughs> they it's kill unreal. their jokes so hard in this film. Like they did it in the first <sighs> film and it just keeps happening. I'm going to yell about it at some point, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, there's a specific point I know is because that was when he got really angry and I tweeted, "Oh fuck, Rick is mad now." <laughs> So, um, yeah, the mom is has not remembered, and Chris Rock kind of, like, smugs for the camera for a bit, and this will come back later. Uh, we cover this, cut. We cut, cut the, uh, David Spade. He's at a train station. He's on the phone with a woman. Apparently, it's one of his exes, and uh, she had a son who's coming to meet him for the first time in a couple minutes. He calls so. her Hiccups McGee. Yeah, he very clearly, like, doesn't remember who the woman is. And yeah, he keeps calling her Hiccups McGee and is very sad about this. So the train stops. This comically huge teenager comes out. This guy's like 28 or something. Um, it's very funny because they give this very large teen, quote unquote, with a very small face, David Spade's exact like haircut and oh, yes. beard and goatee. Uh, and it rules. It, it's so funny to me. It's like this kid looks like a real Beavis and Butthead character. <laughs> yes. I am so for yes. it. Like yeah. his face is just characters- a little too small for that haircut. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, like it's just a really bad style for this person. Like, it looks they like he has took a small David head. Spade's yeah. awful look and put it on someone who it works on even less than David Spade. <laughs> and also, he has like shitty, like tattoo drawings on his arm. Like, yes. they're like scribbles that a kid would have in a notebook, you know, in like middle school, except just all over his arm. Oh, this guy. Also, he's rules. like 220 and fucking buff and like a foot taller. Yeah, than he's David like Spade. six foot three. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was my first kind of half laugh of the film. And- the first, first time the joke film made a joke. And it's when he walks over and you have a shot where he is just like two feet tall and they have him sign on. And he's so much taller than David Spade. And that just kind of made me laugh because they just um, did that. And then they don't go, oh, wow, you're so much taller than me. And it's yeah, just they, really funny how much taller They don't was. oversell it. No. Yeah. For once. And I'll, I'll, over the three viewings of this film, um, this character became our favorite. And this is the character we want to have a spinoff series about. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not the because, one that I chose, but yeah. Oh, no. That's we fair. love this fool. Uh, yeah, th- this kid turns out great. I'll just say that. He just gets better and better as time goes on. <laughs> yeah, so um, they kind of have awkward introductions to each other. And the kid just, like spits on the ground next to him. So Spade tries to pull the whole father thing. He's like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that around your dad. And the son pulls like a switchblade on him. He says, that's strike one. And then he pulls a knife and he says, well, good news. You have unlimited strikes. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's and he sells a joke, it with but... all of the the level of David Spade comedy that he can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, could be a joke, but unfortunately was handled by David Spade. So yep. failed to be a joke. That yeah, will so... continue throughout this film. He's probably the least funny of them. Oh, really? absolutely. oh my god! I would think so. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I I can't choose who's worse. <laughs> That's all fair. Terrible. So yeah, yeah, Spade's like obviously intimidating. He's like, well, I gotta go volunteer at the soup kitchen tonight. Um, it's got, I'm gonna be out late, and he this is for you. So he gives like he had a teddy bear with him the entire time because I, I guess he expected the kid to be like five. Yeah. Um, so he gives the kid the teddy bear, and uh, he just cuts his head off with the knife he has. Here's another really good editing moment where he he starts cutting it off, and then there's a really bad jump cut to another camera angle where he has it all the way off. 
So you just know on set he was supposed to actually cut the head off, and it got like really awkwardly it stuck. Got stuck. And yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Fuck it, just keep going. We'll make it work in editing." And let me tell you, viewer, it does not work in editing. <laughs> so speaking of cuts, we go back and, like, to Adam it could Sandler. Have been so <laughs> much funnier, right? Like if they would have just like let it be fucked up, and it was like, "Wait, give me, give me a second. Come on, come on." That's your head. Wait, that okay, that's your head. Like, that could have been so yeah. good, but no. yeah, of course, they can't do jokes. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we cut over to Adam Sandler's house. His wife is in the car getting ready to go someplace. Um, Sandler gives her a box, and she opens it up while in the car, and it's the doll from the kid the night, the day before, or whatever. And I she's like, fix it. I hate this moment because he goes, I promised her that you would fix it, and I hate that. I hate that more than anything. Especially because... The rest, the entire rest of this movie, people are constantly going to tell Adam Sandler that he's a good dad. Yeah. And yet yeah. he's and promised that his wife, he's made, oh God, so now his wife has his to wife. disappoint. Yeah. yeah. And now the wife has to be the bad guy because she can't fix this ruined and, toy. Yeah. Her response is basically, Martha Stewart couldn't fix this fucking thing. Like, it's ridiculously torn up. It's just ruined. And she's pissed off. And then she just immediately kind of turns around and goes... Well, you know, we did kind of move back to your hometown so that we could have more more time with the family, oh, right. with the kids. And yeah, she has she does hey. a complete 180 in tone within the space of a second from being angry it, at him it, to being like trying to butter him is, Yeah, no, it literally goes from I, I, no one could fix this. Martha Stewart couldn't fix this. Oh, yeah, by the way, so we moved back to the hometown so we could have more time with our family. Have you thought about expanding our family? And it's just like, what? It's Where did this time. come from? Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. And so, like, yeah, she's like, maybe we should, you know, have another kid. And Sandler's like, no way. I ordered pizza now and it feeds all of us. I don't want another mouth to feed or something like that. It's and he does. so clearly a poorly workshop stand-up routine. Yeah. Yeah, here's the whole routine he does. He's like, yeah, I order a pizza and then it's, Two pieces for our son, two pieces for our other son, one piece for you, one piece for our daughter, and four pieces for me. It's great. And, like, that's the whole joke is that he eats too much of the pizza. But it's, like, really overwrought. And her response is, like, straight up just dead-ass angry. Like, she just, in Spanish, like, calls him a fatty and says, how about you think about a diet? And it's, like... it. It, it, it's really sad watching Adam Sandler try to do jokes. It's really yeah. frustrating. It's so clearly like I was going to do this joke in a stand-up routine, but then it, you know, we had to make grown-ups too, so might as well just throw it in here. Yeah, so uh, she's mad at him, calls him fat, and is like, you should get off your fat ass because I guess he's unemployed now. They're um, fucking rich. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, holy shit. What is this obsession with employment? Like, you're free. Enjoy. Congrats. Yeah. You did it. Um, <laughs> he, She's like, oh, remember to go to the ballet recital earlier today? And he doesn't want to go because it's a ballet recital or something. He's such a great dad, though. <laughs> yeah. She uh, drives off and yells, you know, goodbye to the kids out the window because they're waiting for the school bus or something. Um, the kids are talking to themselves about the last day of school. The um, younger son is teasing the older son about uh, asking out Nancy Arbuckle, who apparently is the hottest girl in school and he has a crush on. Arbuckle? So, yeah, I have laughed at that. I think um, this was the scene where we noticed the camera work is so bad. They turned it... the depth of field up to three million for some reason so that Adam Sandler is crisp and cool and everything else is like me without glasses on. Yeah, everything looks, <laughs> everything looks green screen, even though you're like... I know we're on a real road here, but it looks green screen. It's just horrific. Hmm. I have some comments about the camera work otherwise, but I didn't notice mm. it here. But yeah, There's so Sandler, a lot of it. Sandler walks up and starts teasing his older son about, you know, that's why you take those lawn showers. And it's like, the deer told me you were taking the lawn showers. 
And yeah, the daughters will make some jokes like too much conditioning. This, we'll scene, has, this scene has a lot of grown ups one disease where it seems like someone came up with a concept and then everyone on the set felt the need to like kick in one more joke. Yeah. And it feels like a really awful Twitter thread where someone made a really good pun and yep. then we're already like. We're like we're starting fourteen replies deep, and then by the end of this scene, we're at like twenty five replies yep. deep, and it's just please untag fucking me. abysmal. Like, yeah, it's like someone Grown-ups doing too, a failed delivery. Me. Yeah, like oh my god, please untag me, grownups too. But it feels like someone doing a failed delivery of a joke someone else did earlier. Like someone didn't yep. understand someone else's joke and is telling it wrong. It's it fucking sucks. I hate this movie. Continue. And they're yeah, so. all child actors. Yeah, so Nancy's allows his girl in school, and the son's like, oh, I'm ugly. I'm never going to get that. And Saturn's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Look at me and your mom. And then he completely like, <laughs> looks at the camera and like, this can only happen in a Hollywood movie. It's, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I Samuel, do realize that this girl, uh, I forgot about her. Yeah, same. For most of the film. She's gone She shows up once at the end. 80% yeah. of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Twice at the end, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sandler gives his son the three tips that worked for me. He's like, get the girl to smile, compliment her on the smile, and then say she has to go out with you before the end of the night. And the son's Don't like, well, say racist remarks until you're married. Yeah. Yeah. And the son's like, well, why Why would until the end of the night? He's like, well, that's less time for them to figure out how ugly you are. Ha ha. And so... Specifically fugly. They really felt the need to drive fugly home, which, like... Here's the thing that kills me. Fugly is like a choice, right? Because like you would just normally say ugly. So like right. you made a conscious decision that you thought for summer, you fucking, you thought in 2013. If it's ugly or fucking ugly. If you fugly, say fugly, that is like a dumbing down of the word and you have to. Like, yeah, yeah, saying fucking that. ugly, but also no that's ground. like thinking that's going to be definitively funnier. And like, I can't think of how early fugly was out of date, but it I was, feel like it was, it was like past its in the early 2000s. For sure. Yeah. Like. It's one of those things that it feels like you can tell how out of touch Adam yep. Sandler is. He just found <laughs> based that on Fugly. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at this. Fugly. It's hilarious. You're going to love it. I think it's because he just didn't want the R rating. But <laughs> yeah, so the son's like, I'm scared of the ask her out. And Sandler's like, oh, I'm not raising any cowards. And then the younger son is like, hey, did you ask mom about football? And Sandler's like, no way, man. She would yell at me. And that accent of hers, again, being racist. I don't understand her accent. Like, uh, You married so you this woman. It. You should have known. Scared. Yeah. So um, another smaller kid comes up and they ride off with the daughter, like a friend of the daughter's or whatever. And Adam Sandler says something to the effect of like, oh, you know, that would never happen in L.A. You know, it's too many crazy there. Too many crazy uh-huh. people in LA. Living in the suburbs. Yeah, it's so fucking awful to grow up in. Anyway. We cut over a school bus is driving down the road and it's swerving all over the place. And like it pulls up like kind of suddenly. And so Sandler looks in and knows the driver whose name is Nick. This is um, Nick Swordson. He's a stand-up comedian who is occasionally funny. In this movie, he is he's not. not at all. No. He's I would like, awful. He's a comedian? Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, other no. thing too here is... Uh, on the second viewing of this, when I watched it with a group, I got really confused a few times because I was like, wait, are we just talking about the actors by their name or is it the character name? There's several actors in the name Nick. It took us like a good like four or five minutes to piece together. Yes. The names are both Nick. Nick. Yeah, they just always call him. This is, the character's name is also the actor's name because we could not give less of a shit if we tried. As yeah, there's soon as I saw him, I was like, that. wait, is that Nick? Is that Nick Swardson? And I was like, oh, there are God, so no. many times there's a scene where literally Kevin James walks in and goes, oh, hey, Nick. And it's like it literally sounds like he's just greeting Nick Swardson. It's yeah. so fucked. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, the he's officer, in this movie a lot, and it's awful. There's a police oh. officer later who goes by his actual name. But, yep. 
Um, anyway, Nick says, like, and Nick is completely distraught and kind of out of it. And it says, like, oh, my life left me uh, after we were together for three weeks. And Sam was like, well, why did she leave you? And it's like, well, I ate bananas with my butt at her mother-in-law's house, which I guess is supposed to be a joke. Painfully unfunny. Yeah, so Sandler's like, oh, you seem out of it, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, I took these pills from a dude at a Cypress Hill concert. They're making me feel better. And so we get a hard cut to Adam and, Sandler driving the Okay, I want to point out here, because this particularly gets my fucking goat. They do this really <laughs> shitty, like, split personality bipolar disorder joke that fucking sucks ass. Tremendous ass. Hey, mm-hmm. it happens mental a health times. is serious. Fucking stop it. Stop it, Holly. Hey, yeah, stop the, it. To be clear, this Nick is a yells really at egregious one, like, Yeah, he yells at himself yeah. in, like, different voices as if it's multiple people conflicted this whole thing. It's, like, it's the kind of bit that would have been a little bit, like, guys, in, like, on Mad TV in 1998. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Get it the fuck together. And yeah. they clearly uh, just told him to go be funny for a bunch of scenes in this movie. Like, yeah, some of the I, I have no doubt that, that Nick had no script whatsoever. It was just do a funny thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we cut to Adam Sandler driving the bus instead of Nick. Um, he drives the bus and pulls up to Chris Rock's house, um, says he's and going to And does a joke about the mentally ill, of course, because he needs to. He does the funny thing with his hand. He goes, I'm your bus driver. Like, the guard's trying to mock him. Great. Love yeah. it. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, moving on. Uh, we get a shot of <laughs> Nick in the back of the bus just, like, spitting on himself because he's, like, passed out or something. So uh, Sandler tells Chris Rock and his wife happy anniversary. Uh, Rock then ribs his wife for forgetting again. Uh, Chris Rock then like kind of like gets on the bus a bit to talk to Sandler by himself, and like he is very happy that he remembered the anniversary and she didn't because now he has a get out of jail free card and like I can do whatever I want. She can't get mad at me. And so he turns around and tells his wife he's going to school with Sandler and then shits on her yet again for forgetting. Um, we cut to the two of them just driving kids to the school. Um, Rock is saying again the whole the whole Chris Rock thing with his wife could have been funny if they like did it once or twice like as a little kind of wink and nod thing, but they really drive it it's to the point of just being mean. Yep. Yeah. yeah, like it pushes into like really abusive territory. Really, like, yeah. Abusive territory. Yeah, just like I'm sure you really love me on the inside. Yeah, I'll see you later, honey. <laughs> like it sucks. Yep. <laughs> it sucks yeah. a lot. So yeah, Chris Rock goes on how is he, he's like thinking of ways how he's going to abuse his new privilege. You know, he's got to drink a pitcher of soda for dinner, but not the diet stuff. Ha ha. Uh, Rock is like, you know what? We should just throw a summer party. And he's like, but my house isn't big enough, but yours is. And then Sandler's like, no, man, I don't know about that. And he's like, the last crazy party we had was in high school and stuff. And Chris Rock is like, yeah, but we all hooked up then. It was awesome. And then Sandler's like, yeah, but we got wife and kids now. We can't do that again. They're so going to have a party. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's um, the only through flood thread of the movie. In the back of the bus, there is this big fat bully, and he's trying to make fun of Kevin James's daughter's like light up shoes, but like he's really just bad at it. Like, he, yeah, I, I don't. Even Where'd you get them, losers? Are us? I made him. Oh, did you make him in a toilet? Yeah, and that's the joke. And she's clearly like, "You're an idiot." She's not <laughs> even remotely bothered, which is why I kind of like this girl in this film. Like, she doesn't give a single fuck about what anyone thinks about her, and I am right there with you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a bunch of the kids like start sticking up for her, and, and this includes Sandler's younger son. Um, the uh, hey, I would like to note that in Kuvo's notes, 
you specifically refer to the very small <laughs> Sandler child as Sandlerson 2, which yep. I really like. Correct. One word, Sandlerson 2. I mean, so I, I would like any? to, mm. I would like to, it's Sandlerson 2. I would like to formally require, request that we refer to okay. him as Sandlerson 2. Um, I'm trying to it's I mean, I typed like that the name, rest of this so. fucking notes. All the rest of these notes are based oh, on main God. character, <laughs> the relation to the main character, and whether or not they're the older or younger child. Fuck. Yeah, so Sandler's son through is then being threatened by this bully. Sandler sees this and then like gets on his PA system and tells the fat kid <laughs> to sit down. Uh, the bully it then threatens... great. Sandler bullying a uh, small child. Great. I feel that Sandler punching down is kind of a theme of this film, but... Yeah. yeah. And everyone else celebrating him for doing it yeah. and saying, how dad. brave of you, Goliath, to pick on David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, the bully does sit down, but he tells Sandler's son, too, like, I'm going to get you later when your dad's not around and he's scared. Uh, and then there's a quick cut of kids putting Cheetos in Nick's nose and him eating them, because that's funny. Uh-huh. Hard we, cut. Cut over, we cut over to Sandler's wife's store. If you remember from the first film, she is a fashion designer, so she has, like, this fashion boutique going on. Um, she tells the employee that she is going to go bug out to go do the daughter's ballet recital for the rest of the day. And we're introduced to her employee character, which I'm just going to call Stalker, because that's what she is. I don't even um, know who this is. I, can, I guess I could look it up in a later, but... Doesn't I matter. know this actress. I've seen her before. Yeah. Like, I've seen her be funny in she, things. She's in the background in a lot of films, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so this uh, Stalker employee asks, like, oh, does Sandler ever talk about me anymore? And the rabbit's like, why would he talk about you? And it comes out in the backstory that, like, I guess Sandler and her were a couple in, like, sixth grade, like, years and years ago. And she tells the story. It's like, oh, he once gave me bubblegum at recess. And the wife is like, yeah. Uh, Cherry kept... O'Terry, which I may be mispronouncing. But that there we go. So she but, kept yeah. a note about uh, that, that Adam Sandler sent her about a hairband and points to a beret that's in her hair for this whole thing. And that's her whole character. That she yeah, she's like super Adam obsessed Sandler. with Adam Sandler. and Which, of course, bad. Adam Sandler had to write a movie where yeah, it feels some very creepy person is upset. It, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So the wife is very obviously creeped out by this and she leaves um and there's a, some joke about keeping her butt firm so like she doesn't go after the stalker i don't know i stood up and took a break uh, it was she's like do you think keeping a toned body because she's like i'm gonna go to the gym and she's like do you think a toned body will keep your husband away from his hubba bubba baby and salma hayek just goes yeah i hope so i guess i mean like it's such a not joke that well, even like even the character can't be like <laughs> yeah good one <laughs> like just has to go got there. him so we yeah, imagine, imagine uh, like you know how like a wrestling match where everyone just no selled every move would be really mm-hmm. boring and stupid because it would be like, come on, you have to sell it a little bit or how else are we supposed to get into it with you? This is kind of like a comedy where everyone no sells all the jokes. Yep, <laughs> except for the trained wrestler who shows up later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who actually sells the shit out of the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to point out that the wife clearly realizes that she's crazy because she's like. Yeah, Adam. Like, like Adam yeah, doesn't remember you, honey. She's clearly like, no, you're. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm just like, okay, okay, weirdo. And so come up later, where for some reason she forgets that she knew that. Yeah. So um, we cut to the outside of the school. There's this fat, ugly principal. He goes over principal, to the car. Um, worth noting, this is the first of every extra from the first movie showing up. Because oh, yeah. he was the guy he was on the, the basketball team. One of the guys on the basketball team. You're right. Uh, and he in. was the one who was married to Adam Sandler's wife real and children. Life. Yeah, real life. Yeah, fuck. 
So yeah, the uh, principal's car is spray painted and he's upset, but he makes a joke like, oh, this, these students oh, couldn't have done it. My students couldn't have done it because the shit is spelled right. Ha ha ha. And then he opens the car door and like blue gack falls out. Like this is blue Nickelodeon paint. from the mid 90s. It looks really, like really bad CG. It's CG. It is. And it's, it's very gross. clearly CG. It looks like, yeah, it's like. It's like Flubber or like Alex Mack fell out of his car. solo effort. <laughs> it is supposed to be blue paint because this is something that happens yeah. over and over again. That's his joke. His looks, one assigned joke. Looks awful. Yeah, so he walks over to uh, Sam Miller and Chris Rock who are standing outside the school bus. Um, he, the principal's wearing a shirt that's too small for him. They make some jokes about it. But the principal leans on in and he asks Nick how he's doing. And we look into the bus and Sandler has tied like a string around Nick's hand in order to wave it. And Nick is like passed out on the steering wheel. But like and the principal doesn't notice sunglasses it. sunglasses on him. Like they're literally just ripping off Weekend at Burns. Yes, it's Weekend at Burns. And they milk Absolutely. this. Yeah. So way too long. Yeah. And there's like 10 seconds of this joke. It's not funny. So um, we cut later on to... Um, Chris Rock and Adam Sandler were back on the bus driving. Chris uh, Nick is tied upside down from the ceiling behind him. I don't know. Visual gag, I think. Yeah. yeah. Chris Rock is telling him, he's like, oh, I got to be at work between 8 and 4 today. And the joke is he's a cable guy. Ha ha. And they come between 8 and 4. Um, so, by the way, this is, I, I would like to point out, this is where I'd like to re- everyone to realize one of the main members of the cast from Grown Ups 1, the guy who was a weird hippie guy you know him remember him? no the one not that at all he's not on? sir not yeah. appearing in this film yeah weird. i was hoping it's you wouldn't say anything till the, the end of that, that but yeah yeah no how, how yeah how they picked on this motherfucker the entire time weird it's almost like he said uh not worth it and then nick swartzen was like yeah, i'll give it a try <laughs> like, oh, you're, yeah, you're right. right they put nick right where basically where yeah rob schneider, rob, schneider, rob schneider's jokes would have been 100 percent. yeah wow yeah uh, so they're driving around town, and they see Kevin James hugging an older woman outside a house, and they joke, they're like, oh, that's going to ruin his marriage. And they cut over the, uh, the James, and uh, he's saying thanks to his mom for breakfast. So he was yeah. just at his mom's house. It's this fine. is a weird thing, though, because there was nothing about him being a mama's boy in Grown Ups 1. It's something they've just made up wholesale for two, because I think they figured out they it- couldn't do fat jokes again. It also kind of like falls a little bit from Paul Blart as well. Yeah, like I was thinking it feels it was yeah. almost like they accidentally let some of the Paul Blart characters all of his characters in the Grown Ups too. Yeah, which I could see happening long term. The game master Anthony of Adam Sandler films is just the yeah the amalgamate yep. of Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. So the mom asks him if he's gonna come over later to watch some soap operas, and he says, "Yeah, we have to figure out what Roberto does or something." And uh, Rock stays in our lives. It's a yeah. Joke. Rocket Sandler make fun of him for it. So Kevin James gets on the bus. He sees Nick hanging from the ceiling and just drops him on his head. I don't know why. Ah, physical and comedy. This is where he walks in and goes, oh, hey, Nick, and just cuts the line. But his delivery of, oh, hey, Nick, really does just sound like, oh, haha, very funny what they did to you, Nick, my friend, Nick Swartz, in the, the comic who I know. Like, it's... Yeah, ugh. yeah so they uh, do some the physical comedy. Take. They drop him on his head, and then they have him slam on the gas on the bus, and he slides down the row into hit the back of the door or whatever. That scene also takes way too long of him sliding to the back. I think they thought it would go faster. It's a bus. <laughs> Those things don't accelerate very fast. Yep. So we cut over to uh, Sandler, James, and Rock's wife. They're all dressed up to do yoga, and they're at, like, some yoga studio. Oh, no. This scene is really uncomfortable, by the way. For several reasons, yeah. Chris Rock's wife. Hey, everybody. I would like to lighten the mood a little bit in advance because we're about to deal with some really awful shit as far as jokes go. 
uh, on the second watch of this, uh, when we were talking about it, I accidentally slipped and said yogurt studio. And we all had a good laugh about <laughs> I mean, my dumbass saying One of the yogurt characters studio. is trying to make some yogurt. Um, yeah, there is one. Yeah, love it. It's definitely churning the yogurt on this yeah, one. But Chris Rock's yeah, Chris Rock's life So blocked. I just wanted everyone to know. Hey, you know what? Some things are still funny. They're just not in Grown Ups 2. They're just adjacent to it. <laughs> so Chris Rock's wife brought the toddler with her. Um, she's on one of those you know, child leashes, and this kid's like going crazy. And he's like, he bites a balance ball and pops it, and everybody. That's his out. one other joke. He bites things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, it's uh, Adam Sandler's wife and Kevin James' wife talking, and like she's like, "Oh, I miss having kids. I miss them when they're little babies and all that." And then yeah, she walks in, and the kid explodes a ball, and she's like, "Oh, you miss that?" And it's like, "Oh, come on." Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, there is a very muscular woman um, that is doing yoga, and she is upset that there was a toddler here, and she's I mean, like, "I hope yes. this leash doesn't trip me up." And she's Chris- completely right. There shouldn't be a toddler here. <laughs> Yeah, and then so Chris Rock's wife goes and says to her, I hope you're, uh, you should hope your hairy man feet will not trip you up. Just calling her a man. First of many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, like the only joke for this character, unfortunately. Sandler's wife tries to defuse the situation. She's like, oh, she didn't mean anything by that, sir. Again. Jen, John. And then they have the lady growl at it. Yeah, well, let's just get to the sexual assault. Yeah, and <laughs> then the, yeah. the, the uh, icing on the cake, John Lovett shows up. Uh, John Lovitz is the janitor, but he says like, is "Oh, I'm- John Lovitz done like anything to deserve this?" Because I feel like John Lovitz <laughs> like was okay when I remember him being like he was the voice of the critic or whatever, yeah. right? People like that. Yeah, yeah. it's hit or miss, but it had some fun moments. But yeah, so John oh, Lovitz beans. starts up and he's like, "Um, your main teacher isn't here, but I'm going to lead him. I'm going to lead the yoga instruction today. You know, as a substitute." And one of the women says. Well, it's still five minutes till, and he's like, "Oh, oh shut up, never mind." I just I'm warming you up in advance. It very dumb. Yeah, and then yeah. he just makes him do stripper moves, and he's yeah, he gets them to shake their tits and like bend over in front of him and stuff and slap ah, their asses. Jokes, and of course they lasts, all fall for it. Oh, it lasts for like a minute, and I'm sitting there so fucking uncomfortable. End this. End this. Yeah. So the real instructor shows up, and Lovitz tries to get away, but they like figure out that he's just a creep pervert, and they make fun of him and yell at him. And then the, it's, it's fine if you do sexual assaults as long as they get told they're a bad, bad man. Yeah. And then a toddler bites you on the ass as you leave. Yep. Yeah. So the real instructor then goes to start the class, <laughs> and it's immediately obvious he is very hot, and all the women uh, like him. Uh, there's oh, several yeah, it's, lines. It's, it's fine if we sexually harass you as a man. We just got sexually harassed, but ooh, hot man. Immediately turn it around, and it's completely different as far as the tone of it goes. And... Also, you know, they never say it in this scene, but you know he's gay because I mean, they do say it in this scene. But well, oh, yeah. do they say it in yeah. this scene? Either? Yeah, yeah. There's several lines about yeah. how like how they all want to bang him. They ask if he's single and all that. But the instructor's like, "Listen, ladies, I'm gay," and they're like, all very. Oh, it's sad. like way too direct. Like to be yeah. clear, like the first lady, like asks, like, "Oh, are you married?" And you know, he's like, "Ha ha, no, I'm not married." And, and he asks the second lady, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't have a question. Sorry, you're just gorgeous, and my head is spinning." Asks the third lady, and she's like, first question: Did a scientist make you perfect in a lab?" And second question: Can I stick my I tongue down? Remember all this? Which like three times? Holy shit! What? Hi, yeah, I'm Ty Tuesday. I watched the movie Grown Up. God, three, I took three notes times in like hours. this is all just like washed from my brain. I don't get, it's all in my brain. I have a steel trap for the oh, garbage. Speaking yeah. of, let's let's get going. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the yeah. Kmart yet. Oh, yeah, God, so, you're right. Anyway, uh, they think it's all a waste that he's gay and they can't date him even though they're all married. Chris Rock's uh-huh. uh, toddler then goes over to like the muscular woman's gym bag and pulls out a jock strap, and she's super uh. embarrassed about it, saying that it was a thong or something, and all the women laugh at her. Ha ha, funny trans jokes. Uh-huh. 
Kmart. <laughs> here says Kmart must feature prominently in the center of the screen for five seconds. This, so this, this needs to be said. The next, I don't know, 15 minutes of this film are in a Kmart and doing Kmart humor. I would like to read my notes verbatim. This looks way too nice for a Kmart. Kmart declared bankruptcy <laughs> yes, in 2002 and 2018. I like to think because of this film. I just this... I have to know, Ty, has Doc been in that Kmart? <laughs> no, I, there was no recognition of no. environments. But I will say, as someone who has been in Midwestern Kmarts, particularly around this time period, this is way too nice. Like, oh, it's super there nice. There were so many places that were like, Either empty shelves or like shelves yes. with shit tipped Kmart's over. Kmart's were them. so depressing this, at this yeah, time. Kmart's so were the saddest shit. Like there was a Kmart directly across from the place I worked at when I was a medical engineer, <laughs> and like we still would drive like across town to other places because like yep. you get stabbed. Shit was just shabby and yeah. sad over there. It was really bad. As like a going one, into a Sears circa 2017. One thing to yeah, address: uh, like you're there for clearance or you know <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I just want to make Doc feel a bit better. Um, I have been in a Kmart in Massachusetts several times, so I don't know if it's the same <laughs> one, but I like to think the possibilities there. It but, felt um, like it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, Nick is there too. He is very drugged out of his mind, just takes off his clothes and starts to sleep in a show bed like it's a fucking Ikea. I don't Which, know. Which again, confusing thing for... A, this is the biggest Kmart in the world, I guess. And yes. they have display beds set up with like full display bathrooms. And, and, and shit, Ikea which, section. So yeah, can do this does not it. exist yeah. in any Kmart in the year 2016 when this film was made. But yeah, Tim Meadows is what uh, works there. Um, they go over to him and start making fun of him for being bald. Um, like I think Kevin James says, like, bend over. I got something in my teeth as they look at his shiny head. I don't know. Yeah. They look around and they spot David Spade um, like at the knife counter, waving around the very large knife. And they ask if that's the knife the Indians use to scalp Tim Meadows' head. Very, ah, yeah. Casual and then Tim Meadows, and bald jokes at once. Yeah, and then Tim Meadows goes, what? Which is like his <sighs> yeah. one thing the entire movie. Uh, it's his, his family's bit. His whole uh, family's, yeah. his like, family's this bit happens. is literally. Mm. And, and it, here's how bad it is. It, it's sold badly to the point of he responds to one of their things and he goes like, I don't even fully get that one. What? And like that's the joke, and it's like no, it doesn't work when you do it. No, come on. Uh, don't worry though; they'll do this joke at least four more times before the end of the film. You get like three of these in a movie's runtime that you could get a laugh out of, and they use them in this scene. Yeah, and they use them like in the same like fucking ten seconds. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they slap up Meadows' head a bit, and then Sandler goes over the spade and asks like, "Hey, so how's the new son?" And he's like, I'm buying a knife so I don't get stabbed by my son. And he has a like comically large like Bowie knife or something. Um, they, so that guy from with the lazy eye from the first movie, I forgot yes. his name, but he's here. Uh, he's another Kmart employee, and like he's like, well, if you really want to keep people away, you should use pepper spray. And then pepper sprays his bum eye. And that's and the whole. Here's, that's the whole deal. Then it just ends. Here's the thing. There's no setup for this. Like nope. the whole thing is this would make sense if they had maybe like been in that section for a while and you could have seen the pepper spray on screen or something. Or but someone mentioning like it before he sprays pepper it spray. Eye. Yeah, and it's just like he just grabs it and it instantly happens and then he yells and then it hard cuts away. Yeah. Like there's no chance for a joke to form or happen. And that's like, every the joke. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it cuts away so fast that afterwards I was like, "Wait, was that a joke?" <laughs> like it was it's, really confusing. It's so relentless. It just <laughs> the relentless non-jokes. <laughs> yes. Even in the first film, there was time to, like, breathe or recover from a terrible Joker scene where they were just, like, standing around not doing very much. In this film, it is just Joke to constant. joke to joke to joke. 
Yeah. Um, we cut over back to Nick, who's sleeping in a bed. Another Kmart employee comes over and asks to wake him up. Nick is very grumpy and disassociating, so he walks over to the kitchen or the bathroom display unit and then just shits on a toilet, non-working toilet. And the Kmart employee, of course, makes a cleanup. Clean up on aisle nine and bring a shovel. And that's the joke is, and bring a shovel, which doesn't make sense at all because he's shitting in a toilet. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We cut over to uh, Chris Rock, who's talking to Tim Meadows. Uh, Meadows has a son, and apparently his son is going to ask out Chris Rock's daughter. And he's like, well, they're the only two black kids in school, so of course they have to date, or it's weird. And Chris Rock's like, no, I'd rather have my daughter date a white dude. And Meadows is like, well, I've given my son the talk. And he's like, we know how we used to wingman me in high school or whatever. And then like Chris Rock just starts choking Tim Meadows. This is the worst sold choke I've ever seen. It yeah. was so bad. Like he was shaking his like, shoulders. It, like there was no hands around it, the neck or anything. Yeah, like it was on the first time I saw it, I was like, "Well, that looks pretty bad." The second time, like everyone else also noticed it. They're like, "That's really awful." I was like, "Okay, so it wasn't just me." Third one, I like zoomed in, and yeah, he's like almost to the point of like grabbing like outside of the collarbone. Like it's ludicrously bad. Like it's <laughs> grab so, my shoulders. Yeah. He couldn't choke anyone like that. <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah, so we cut back to Sandler, who's on a Stairmaster, and he's talking with Spade and the Lazy Eye guy. Uh, he says, like, um, I, sh- I should give my kids pepper spray to avoid the bully. And Spade's like, well, you know, you're, you were a coward too, Sandler, when you were in high school. And it's like, it brings up the fact that, like, Sandler was scared of a bully named Kavanaugh, and this is a character who'll show up later. Um, James walks into the scene. He's like, hey, isn't that Kavanaugh over there? And, of course, Sandler, like, falls off the Stairmaster. But it's obviously Sandler's stunt double falling off the Stairmaster. Oh, my God. Yeah. The second time and third time I watched it. Like, we actually rewatched. We, we, like, did a five-second replay a couple times when we watched it with the group. And, like, it's a guy with the same hair color and same clothes as Sandler. But, like, probably weighs, like, a good 70 pounds less. Yes. <laughs> and, like, not the same dude at all. Doesn't look facially at all. Like Sandler, like God. it's really bad, and it's right there on screen. Yes, yeah, front and center. Yeah, yeah. So Sandler is like, "Well, Kevin James, you were a coward in high school too. You never jumped off that like quarry death jump or whatever." And oh, they talk about I'm it. Sure, that will never come off again. Yeah. The the setup and payoff in this movie is like a high school movie level. <laughs> that yeah, like so- literally. They will say something, two scenes later it'll come up, and then it'll just never show up again. Yeah, I was sure this was going to be, like, near the end. No. No, no they, they do it, like, the first it. third. They get it out of the way. Yeah, so the cross-eyed guy Speaking is like, of which, yeah, the cross like, 50 minutes in. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get through these notes. The cross-eyed guy says, uh, like, oh, my mom did that jump when she was pregnant with me. And then, like, he thinks about it for a second is sad. Uh, we cut to Nick wow. looking at inflatable rafts, like, it's in an aisle. He pulls a lever, the raft blows up and slams him through the aisle. Haha, ha, that's a that's joke. That's the whole scene. That's a it joke. It gets a callback for some reason. This yeah. is one of the few jokes I knew about because it was in the trailer. <laughs> that's that's also, what they thought was great. very eh? clearly a dummy. Yes. It, like, doesn't even look a little like a person. Yeah, it's pretty bad, yeah. Um, they cut to the school. Um, inside a classroom, the teacher is saying that they got a new student. By the way, this teacher reminds me of the teacher from Beavis and Butthead. Just his mannerisms. The, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, the teacher says they got a new student. Surprise, surprise, it's David Spade's giant son. Uh, he walks to the back of the class, looks at this nerd, and the nerd just immediately pulls out a wallet and hands it to him. He kicks the nerd out of the seat, and he sits down next to Sandler's son well, and Rock's son. He, he very directly says, he's just like, the, the, he, the nerd hands him his wallet, and he says, No. I sit here and then the kid just gets up and moves. It's like a pretty good scene. Like the it joke almost, could almost be a works joke. of yeah. the nerd, like just handing him his wallet. 
but it's just again like it's framed badly it's paced badly yeah. but like there's a joke there there's a lot of jokes that were like clearly funny in someone's head and could have worked but don't work in grown-ups too yeah sandler's son and rock son say uh they're like oh we know spade i think he's a real funny guy and then spade son is like i want to smash his face in and the other kids are like no 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 right he's Fuck an awful person yeah so we cut the gym class um Tim Meadows' son has this awful haircut that's supposed to look like his dad. And, like, he has a CD around his neck. And you like, get it, white people? It's a Flavor Flav joke. Yeah, he starts asking um, Chris Rock's daughter if, like, she wants to go out. And Chris Rock's daughter gets all giddy because she's being asked out. And she's like, oh, I want to bring my friend with me, too. And Meadows' son talks. Okay, I have to, like, kind of describe <laughs> it. Anytime Chris Meadows, or, sorry, Tim Meadows' son starts talking, it's like the Chris whitest Meadows. person trying to, like, write jive. Like from and that's the whole like joke, and they lean on this. Rhyming. Yeah, it it's like embarrassingly bad, and so it's so bad you forget it's a joke, and then like you forget that it may be the only possible explanation for the frog joke we'll see later. Oh on. my god, that I I have to talk about that joke for like five minutes. There's a bunch yeah, of yeah, like yeah. other jokes with random yeah. characters who never show up again here. Let's go back to the Kmart. Yeah, so um, just skip two lines. They're sitting on the both uh, the daughter and the son are sitting on the bleachers. So the gym teacher comes on over and says, "Hey, no socializing. You're supposed to be working out." And then uh, Meadow's son calls him lady shorts because he has on very short shorts. And then the teacher just beams him in the face with a dodgeball, and he falls off the bleachers. And then he like he makes a noise not unlike Pac Man from Pac Man <laughs> Two: The New Adventures. And it on the second viewing. <clears throat> Made me chuckle because he knows shit, like, gets hit and it kind of sounds like, <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. kind of good. <laughs> and then what I think is maybe the first chuckle I got out of this series, after he just beams this kid off the bleachers, is an immediate hard cut to the teacher saying to absolutely no one in the middle of the gym, who wants to watch me climb a rope? Physical like there's comedy. Just, there's, like, no, like, segue. It's, like, completely <laughs> different train of thought. And this this is how to a joke. They had to get it's it in. Like, it's like a Tim and Eric level of disregard for segues yeah. that yes. I kind of respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's not so much the joke is funny because like they show him climbing up the rope and he has short shorts and all the students. Yeah, they ruined it the by doing part. that. That's not the funny but. part. The funny part is just that there is no connection between scene A and scene B there. It's just yep. like absurdist. Yeah. And then they hard cut. Yeah, so yeah, the students are all disgusted, whatever. Um, Meadow's son is like, you got to put your eggs back in the basket or something. That's bad. My balls. Back to the Kmart. Uh, the four grown-ups are leaving the Kmart. Um, they walk past this woman with five kids, and the kids are obviously driving her mad, and she screams at them and everything. And Sandler says, oh, that's why they, I don't want to And they're, of course, all redheads because Irish people have too big of families and are all mad, I guess, is what they're doing here. I don't know. <laughs> I like, don't know. That's, like, I guess, the stereotype all they're have doing. That's like an O'Doyle rules kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know. I have note number 90 here. Uh, James does a burp sneeze fart. Which is, this is a, the right joke. It's a burp snart, a burp which snart, is yeah. a, it's a running gag for some fucking reason. Why it, do they think this is funny? All right, spoilers for an hour from now. This is the joke that's going to end the film. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, James, he burps, he sneezes, and he farts. That's it. There's and then no they other... congratulate him on doing that. <sighs> yeah. So they're walking back. Like to not the... all at the same time. Like that would actually be impressive. It's like in sequence. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So um, they're walking back to the bus, and then be from behind the boss, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who is playing the police officer. Uh, asks he's them, in this film a bunch. He is. Uh, he asks what's up with the bus. Like, he's kind of concerned. And Sandler's like, yeah, I stole it. And so Shaq pulls a gun on them. They all put their hands in the air. And then Shaq is like, well, wave him like you don't just don't care. And they all laugh because they know Shaq. He's funny guy. Ha ha. 
Uh, by the way, one thing they do here that drove me up a wall is uh, he draws the gun and he never pulls back the hammer, but they very clearly put in the hammer cocking noise. Yeah, he yeah, also he like it. fumbles it as he pulls it, which is very funny because Shaq has police training, yeah. but whatever. So here's the thing. Shaq is like legitimately kind of fun to watch in this movie just because it's Shaq. And oh, yeah. Shaq is yeah. enjoyable to watch. Be I mean, Shaq because he is large and charismatic. What like, but whatever his beliefs are aside, I don't know his personal politics. All I know is uh, he is an oasis. Shaq has of more charisma than the four of them. Entertainment. I mean, he yeah, does. Exactly. But... but the thing for me is because I didn't grow up in America, Shaq's kind of a nobody for me. So like, I still didn't like him That's or fair. his character. Yeah, you, it's, he, it's he's more than you have to know him. Any yeah. humor would be from liking Shaquille O'Neal rather yeah. than, like, this it, movie. It really is, because I know you, you. He was all right. Yeah, you liked him a lot more than I did. I yeah. was just like, oh, God, his character's just soft. He's just the goofy I, guy I don't in really, general. There's a part I don't really where he know wiggles his hat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's a scene where he's a large man who wiggles his hat in a way that's kind of funny. And that's it. That's the whole thing is it's like it's just Shaq being Shaq. And that's you, all you the occasionally jokes are. get people who are doing slightly funny things, but then you also get people who are clearly told to oversell the funny things they do. Oh. Yeah. So uh, Shaq like starts Tim talking Meadows. to them. Um, he heard that Sandler's having a party, and Sandler's kind of upset that you know everybody is learning about this party. He doesn't know he's throwing. Um, another cop shows up. His name is Dante. His real life name is Dante too. I don't know why they just named him that. That's but, the whole thing. Um, That's all his character. Uh, Sandler's like, "How are you a cop? Didn't you? You did a bunch of terrible shit in high school." And Dante says something to the effect of, "Like, well, the old Dante you knew who stole your snowmobile for crack cocaine is dead, and now he's now served the law. You can't be a police officer if you have felonies, but whatever." Um, Shaq then asks uh, Chris Rock if he's assaulted anyone in the store. And Rock says, like, oh, I was just choking your brother. And Shaq laughs and he takes off his hat. And it's, he has the same bad haircut as Tim Meadows, so they're brothers. Um, James... I actually didn't. Uh, I just checked out of that and I didn't realize they were brothers so much later. They, they bring it back film. up later. Yeah. Oh, oh it comes when, when out. I was, when I was in the second viewing with a group, I literally pointed out and mentioned this to make sure no one missed it. And still two people in the call missed it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely missed it. There's just this film. So Falls off your attention like it really easily. Does. So much happens that's pointless that you end up missing things that actually do come, come back. If you don't enter at least one fugue state while you're viewing Grown Ups 2, especially if it's alone, you didn't really watch Grown Ups 2. That's my opinion. I mean, it, it took me 27 hours to watch this hour and a half movie. That's how many fugue states <laughs> I went through. James uh, then says, oh, no, we have five minutes to get to the recital. So Shaq's like, hey, can I come? And they're like, why do you want to go? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I'll give you an escort and everybody will want to go to this I love thing. The Just dance. trust me. Yeah. So Sandler's like, isn't that against the law to use your police powers to do this? And the other guy does the I am the law. You know. And then they all laugh. They all laugh. Haha. Cut to the cop car with its sirens on. Both Shaq and Dante firing out the windows with their guns as the police, as the bus falls behind them at high speed. Um in the on top of the bus, Nick apparently bought one of those rafts from the Kmart, and then, like they tied it to the bus. But like he hits a tree and it falls off, and then he's being dragged behind the bus like he's physical comedy. Yeah, he slides into some store and does like a fucking roll and then yells things. It doesn't matter. We got to the school. They're having a there's a lot recital. of people who an event will happen to them, and then they go, "Wow, I can't believe that just happened to me." Which is what happens here. Is he like? tumbles out and then he's like how the heck what the and it, yep. like if they couldn't have made the badly done physical comedy any less funny they yep. had to look at the camera and go laugh damn it laugh yep yeah this is thing that just happened wasn't it funny uh, boom yeah. that just happened 
God, yep. fuck that. Okay, so continuing on. Uh, <laughs> we have so recital. much to get through. Yeah, there's a theater. There's a recital. The theater teacher comes out, and she's this very hot Russian woman with a bad accent and spandex. And she's like, we learned ballet this year, but we also incorporated some hip-hop moves. And then she's like, this is one of them. And she shakes her ass. And then we so, of course, all the women in this shot are looking at their kids. All the men are looking at their, yeah. the ladies' boobs. We do a pan and, shot of all of them yeah. with dumb faces. Shaq has a particularly funny dumb face, which I like because, well. Um, Spade's wife is... Uh, pissed off oh Sandler's wife is pissed off that Sandler brought his friend yeah I don't I wrote the wrong notes Um, like why did you bring your friends the cop the bus driver and he's like well they all like ballet huh so the kids come out and they start doing their ballet stuff and like Sandler and the wife are happy Uh, the teacher bends over to like do some pirouette move or something it's obvious that like the cleavage is out and James she's doing stripper moves Kevin James films her tits Um, that's the only important thing here yeah um, it's real bad. Dante says something to the effect of, like, I'm going to arrest her for disturbing the peace. In my pants. Do you get it? <laughs> and they really do put this big delay, and it really... Oh, it sucks. Like, it would have been funnier if Shaquille O'Neal said, you better not, or something, like, in the middle. But nope, it's just this awful silence followed by, in my pants. Like, it sucks so bad. And John Lovitz, who apparently was, like, the gym janitor is up in the rafters he's like i'm having a wonderful time like he says in that john lovett's voice yeah churning yogurt in a new location <laughs> I, I really gotta say this film is so much hornier than the first film it's <laughs> awful it's awful just so many scenes i know the first one had the stuff with uh spade's daughters but like this film just decided that every third or fourth scene had to be the horniest fucking shit yeah, it's yep. this scene particularly. Yeah, so the hip hop starts off. Um, some of the kids start dancing. Sandler's daughter does a dance solo, and both him and his wife are very proud of that. Um, the rest of the idiots are staring at the teacher. It doesn't matter. Cut to afterwards. Um, the wife is saying, like, I wish you had given me a heads up on this party we're throwing. And Sandler this party, kind of, the whole movie. Yeah, Sandler kind of waves it off. His daughter comes out, and they're both very happy for her. The hot teacher comes out, kisses... Um, the hot teacher comes out, says, like, good job. And then, like, this guy comes down is apparently the boyfriend uh this is kavanaugh the bully that sandler was afraid of in his past and it is uh steve austin congrats so, kavanaugh yeah um sandler is very scared of steve austin but uh introduces him to his wife um austin knows what uh, that sandler uh, was making fun of him in kmart saying he was kick his ass um sandler caught in this lie uh is very scared and sandler's daughter's like why are you so scared, Daddy? Sandler's daughter is the least funny person in the entire film during this sequence and repeatedly f- feels the need to state what is being... Like, Adam Sandler's hands are clearly shaking and his voice is like, oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, yeah, no. And, like, the daughter has to go, oh, are you scared? I'm worried the audience won't get it. Are you scared, Dad? And he's like, no, just shut up. I'm not scared. I think you're actually scared, though, is the thing. And then, like, it ends God. with... It ends with the daughter, like, legit saying, like, oh, I think you were scared. And he goes, no, I'm not scared. Stop. I'm yelling. Like, he just yells yeah, at her Yeah, he yells no straight at her face. Reason. Very He's, he's such a good dad, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So we cut to them outside. Like, he screams in her face, and she goes, and that's it. That's a hard cut. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh. Yeah, so we cut to outside of them at a park or something. Sandler is lying to all of his friends about standing up to Austin, which he did not. A daughter calls him out on it again, and he screams at her again. Good dad. They walk up to some food booth thing that's, uh, that's there. Uh, Colin Quinn's there. If you remember, he was in the first movie, also a food chef. He returns as another food chef. 
Um, he makes a Voss water joke. Remember that one? It was funny. Um, yeah, he's kind of downgraded from the restaurant he had in the first film. <laughs> Maybe it's a franchise. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Sandler's son one starts uh, working there later on tonight, and Sandler is like, you know, I worked there as a kid. It was a good first job. And then Quinn just gives him a stink eye because Quinn is still working there at the age of 50-something. Ah. Uh, Sandler's daughter then tries to order some ice cream, but the machine's busted. Like your dreams, little kid, according to Colin Quinn. Wait. Well, no, no, no. It's the machine is busted, and then David Spade walks up, and he goes, oh, it's broken like your dreams? And he's like, hey, hey, very funny. What do you know? And then Spade's like, oh, I went to DeVry University. Or so, like, they say some school it, name. It was, was DeVry. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I went to DeVry University for a year, so I can fix anything that's got a plug or something like that. And then tells him, okay, Quinn, climb over this machine, and then start smacking this thing. And it's so badly framed. Like they try and do a hot chocolate high velocity joke <laughs> of just like I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at high doo-doo. chocolate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, hot but chocolate yeah, high that velocity is, is very funny. Yeah, the joke is hot chocolate high velocity. They're just doing it really bad because they're and doing they sit on it. cold chocolate low velocity. Like, like they got both seconds. parts wrong. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it looks like poo. So it literally is just there's chocolate ice cream coming out of a spout that is located. Kind of close to Colin Quinn's, but, but not, not really. really. It's not really. If you squint a little. Yeah. Yeah. That's the joke. That goes on for about That's the minutes. whole scene, basically. Uh, we're going to cut back to the school. The principal is giving an address to the kids. Um, he's like saying, congrats on doing school year. And he's eating shit out of his belly button while it happens. You get the end of the school year season here where yeah. he's like, don't, don't forget that you know, stop learning in the summer. And then the bell goes off and then everyone goes crazy. And yeah. Like, also some kids like drop so many on him from the drop ceiling, better. which yeah, whatever. again, and he's like, no, not again. Which, by the way, these high schoolers are able to stand full height in this ceiling. Like what the fuck guys? <laughs> What's ceiling? Why is your Damn. ceiling so tall? Yeah. Yeah. You so a hole in the floor. We cut to the school hallway Sandler's son too sees that bully from before and freezes uh, the bully calls him and what do I have on my notes here statue a statue he but it's a statue that's what it well, was he goes, he goes you're not a statue you're more like an ass chew and again everyone's like that's not a good joke and then he just slaps the binders out of the kid's hand and then the kid is scared and that's the end of the scene I don't even know what my notes were reason. saying yeah thank you yeah, um, no problem. I watched it three times. I got you. <laughs> Outside, we see uh, Spade's son. He's standing around. Rock and Sandler's son walk up and ask if his dad's picking it up. And he's like, no, he's at the soup kitchen. And he's like, you know what? We should do something fun. So we cut to the three of them. Um, I guess they just hang out now. They go to the trespass into the rock quarry. Yeah. He just says, you know, it'd be cool doing some shit we shouldn't. And then they find a fence that says no entry. And he goes, yo, that makes me want to entry more. Which is like, <laughs> again... I mean, sorry, my delivery was better, but, you know, he's like, oh, that just makes me want to go inside, you know. So they do, they go in there, and it's there's a huge college party going on. Um, then Roxanne and Sandler's son are both like, oh, no, we shouldn't go, and then, you know, we, we should we should leave. This isn't right for us. And then uh, Spade's son, whose name I will be changing shortly so everyone knows, uh, says, <laughs> and I quote, no go stay and then takes his shirt and pants off and jumps in the quarry and i'm like i'm liking this kid now <laughs> like this kid is winning me over i mean he is like 28 um, or something so yeah he's yeah, perfectly exactly, yeah. aged for that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's very good um but rock son and sandler son uh start walking away from the quarry and a very drunk college girl in a bikini kind of just starts you know kind of laying all over him being like oh you two need beers here you go i know um, you from college right and they're like yeah, yeah you know us from college i guess yeah i love you babe yeah, yeah um so they you know do this whole thing 
Uh, so they decide to, uh, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to drink beer yet because we're good boys. So let's get rid of it and pretend we're drunk. So they turn around and they like crack open the bottles and they pour it out on the ground to like make it look like they're pissing. They turn around backwards and in what is the only scene that made me laugh the first time (laughs) I saw this film completely on accident. And then like when I watched it a second time with a group of friends, everyone busted up laughing at this. So I feel like I wasn't alone in it. Um, I may have inspired the energy a bit, but they turn over their shoulder and it does the most awkward fucking zoom. The camera doesn't even stay stationary. It doesn't even try to stay stationary. The DP did a bad job. This zoom. Yeah, and then also it's like he's floating in this floaty in a really un- the spades on the, the gigantic sun floating in like a very awkward way with shades on, giving this really awkward thumbs up, making this weird face. Then he just goes, summertime. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so much better than everything else in this movie. And because of that, we started coming up with a subplot of summertime and just following this character, Summertime, uh, who is a caveman, learning about the world through parties. He's It's a modern day Enkidu, if you right. will, to Gilgamesh. He is being tamed by women in parties and becoming a man. Uh, I, I slowly find my love for summertime. That just make me think of SNL with like grown-up caveman lawyer, which is... Anyway, um, the four grown-ups are walking around the quarry. Uh, they're Same trying, quarry. Yeah, they're trying to get Kevin James to do the high jump since he pussied out so many years ago. Yeah, um, that thing two that, scenes ago. Yeah, that thing that was brought in the Kmart. It just felt like years. right now. It, it felt like, like years ago. It, it did feel like years ago, but I'm also like, why are they doing this now? Surely this is his, like... The climax of the film thing. Well, well his arc, right? Yeah. The climax of his coward arc is no. to jump off this quarry. No. Right now. Yeah, so uh, they spot the party. It's like, yeah, that's how we used to do it, too. And, like, they're interrupted by, like, these four frat boys that show up. And the frat boys are like, this is frat property. You can't be here. So one of the frat boys, the, the lead frat boy, is Taylor Lautner, fresh off of Twilight. Or still culturally relevant from Twilight existing. And, like, his whole joke is that he looks kind of fratty and was in Twilight. Yep. And he's still too good for this film. And he's, he actually acts better than all of them, Yes. Yeah, so they start insulting each other. The frat boy Prime says that they're like, oh, last time we heard their transistor radios. And it's like, it's thicky thick and the flabby bunch. And then they chest bump each other. And Rox says something like, they haven't seen this many arrogant white Which boys. kills me because thicky thick and the chunky bunch is right there. The chunky bunch is right there. And it rhymes with funky better than flabby. It fucking, no. it breaks my heart. You could just go thicky thick and the chunky bunch. If you're going to no. make fat jokes <laughs> as a fat person, at least do a good job. Okay, no. sorry. Yeah, uh, Chris Rock makes some, like, Eminem joke, or I don't even know. Uh, the frat boy is like, well, we got in the college, I'm like, you guys. And then there's, like, a really long secret handshake, and then say, that just happened. And that happens a bunch. I uh, I don't remember what happened at the end of the scene, because I think I went and played Destiny for a bit here. <laughs> um, they just cut. Yeah, so Sandler, Son, and Rock, It's literally Son. they exchange, quote-unquote, barbs that are clearly all improvised and take too long and aren't good. It's yep. It sucks. Yeah, so Sandler, Son, and Rock, Son are acting drunk at the party. They're hugging some drunk chicks and having a great time. They have boobs and are in college. Wow. It's yeah. so fucking horny once again. Every other scene. I mean, in terms of, like, characters' motivations, I think these kids probably have the best ones. But It's the most yeah. believable, at least. Yeah. Because yeah. as someone who was that age at one point... 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. Yeah. So back on the suicide cliff, uh, Sandler's telling the frat boys, like, listen, we're just here to make my friend jump off. Once he jumps, we're going to go. The frat boys are getting angry and they start like shaking their hands and doing like this capoeira shit. Like they're flipping. Kind of some yeah. Flips, he's like, look, cause... look how mad I am, dude. Look at my hands. I'm shaking. I'm so pissed. And then he starts doing flips. And yeah, he's like, cause he was James. in twilight. And then Kevin James goes like, Oh, I'll go kick his ass. I just need to stretch for like 15. You hold him off. And then <laughs> yeah. Sandler just is like, yeah, I got kids and stuff. We can't do this. Hey, guys, we'll come back later. And then the frat boy Prime's like, no, you come back. Never. And then David Spade goes, Jesus, why are you guys going so nuts over this? I mean, a very reasonable thing for David Spade to say <laughs> for once. Uh, and then, yeah, they're like, oh, I can't believe Betty White just called you crazy. And they're like, Betty White called you crazy. And then they start just honking and summoning <laughs> all the frat boys. Um, and it's really just like them being like, whoop, 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 whoop. And it, like it... There's a bit that's almost funny where they cut to, like, it's a hard cut to two pairs of frat bros with their arms, like, Yeah, they're doing the arm drink lock. Chugging. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, almost was funny. Like, I feel that they have put their hands to the ear and just, like, did the John Cena here thing. Like, maybe they would have gone, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the frat boys are all surrounding them. They're like, hey, you're going to go now, but off the cliff. And so we cut to... The four of them naked. Um, Chris Rock jumps off, off the, cliff. the cliff. And I put Chris Rock in quotes here because it's very obviously a stunt double. But Chris Rock jumps. He lands on a stomach. And the crowd, there's reaction shots of people groaning. By the way, the rest of the party at the quarry can see all this happening. Yep. Um, Sandler jumps off. He lands on his nuts. Everybody groans. David Spade jumps. Yeah, the he thing lands. is, the women all went, ooh. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> as a woman... What, whatever. Bad. It's all the guys who'd be like, oh, my nuts, you know? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Apart hey, from all humor. Ain't nothing pleasant about getting hit in the genital triangle, no matter who yees is. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's reaction shots of these people belly flipping. They feel the need to react to every jump, yes. which kills yeah, me, that's by true. the way. That's it goes what so sucks slowly. About it. it goes just like, like us they doing do this one. podcast. And like one like one lands on his back and goes, Oh my back like it's oh it sucks. Yeah, so Kevin James eventually does jump. Uh he falls right on David Spade's head, so by the way, if this happened, they would both have many broken bones. Yeah. Because it's like 35, 40 feet up. And then David Spade comes like, up from the water. It was like a three hundred twenty pound man hitting a very small man directly on the head after falling thirty five feet. Like, do the math yourself, that's lethal. <laughs> that's gonna kill someone. Yeah. yeah. And uh David Spade has a joke. He's like, I was inside you, which is Rock is ah. mad that, like, no one is scared of black people anymore. And he says, thanks, Obama. Um, Sandler's son ah. and Rock's son were, like, in the party. And they saw that. And they're, like, really upset and grossed out that they saw their dad's dicks. Which, fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spade's son is mad at what happened. Um, he looks at a tattoo on his arm that says, soup kitchen my ass. I don't know how it's, it got. It's so close to being a joke. They wanted this to be a joke so bad, but they actually couldn't sell it. Like and he like slowly sinks into the water in a really awkward way that takes way too long. It was long, like platoon it, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it almost made me laugh just because of how long they took to do this. This mm. film has so many jokes that are almost a joke, but no. Yeah, so uh, we cut to the grown-ups leaving the quarry. They're all wet and everything. Um, they're all like kind of hurt by that they fell in the water, but they're all happy that James finally did the jump. Um, then they go over to David Spade's van and they find that all of its tires has been slashed. And so they think the frat boys did it, but the teddy bear is there like on the windshield or something. And they all know that it was Spade's son. It was on um, the antenna. Or on the, the antenna, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we cut over to the van. It's at a like tire shop getting new tires put on, and it's stupid because the side of it's all Star Wars themed. It's very bad. It's like an Astro van that's painted. It's really terrible. Yep. Um, Could have been a joke. Spade doesn't understand like why his son is so mad at him. He's like, oh, I made his mom happy and everything. And apparently the muscular lady from before works at the tire shop and now is mad at Spade because like they were a thing and he was sleeping around. Uh, they do walks... more transphobia. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll skip that. Um, James then proceeds to slam about four or five five-hour energies, yeah, which are probably the future. the camera, yeah, just making just sure. To him slamming these things, and it's like, ah, uh, where did that come from? And it's also David Spade's like, whoa, what are you doing there? And then Kevin James looks directly at the camera and is like, drinking five hour energy. Drinking five hour energy. And he's like, oh, wow, oh, you need five hour energy? 5,000? He's like, oh, I just drink them for the taste because they all taste so good and I like them so much. It's to avoid like, that 230 crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after he drinks about 500,000 milligrams of caffeine, he then burps and these farts again because they wanted to bring that back. Running joke. Um, they find this giant tire, like a tractor trailer, t- not even a tractor, like a fucking, I don't know, backhoe tire or something. And they stuff David Spade in there. And then Sand- like they're going to push him. around and they push him at Adam Sandler, who gets a call and then misses him. And then you get a really drawn out CG scene of this tire comically bouncing around with all the other characters. Yeah, like, so town. it's like a montage of a spade in this tire rolling down this like New England town street or whatever, and there's a bad CG. Uh, Shaq is dancing, directing traffic, and he hits his cop car, and he gets mad. So like, the two cops, him and Dante, try to go after the tire, and Shaq tries to slide over the hood, but he just like dents the entire thing, which is almost funny. He's a big man. Um, He's very large, yeah. Yeah, the tire keeps going. Um, there's a musical lady. Uh, so the muscular no, lady. Yeah, muscular the muscular lady, yeah. yeah, the muscular lady like yells at him for being a cheat or whatever and kicks him and he keeps going. Um, he goes through a park and runs over Nick who's just crashed there. Uh, Dante power slides the car. Shaq gets out and just kind of like chest bumps the tire and it falls over. He's a big man. It's terrible CGI. It's bad the CGI. But even, even worse than the CGI is the practical uh, effect afterwards where David Spade yeah. projectile vomits yeah. oh. like five quarts shout of liquid. Outs, shout outs to Doc who uh, called it happening like as the tire was coming to an end conclusion like as soon as Shaq bumped I mean, it and it clearly was stopped he was just like oh it's going to be a long shot of him projectile vomiting and I was like yeah. oh and he was just like yeah. Vic just called so. it as well he was like he's going <laughs> to throw up now. It's so <laughs> telegraphed and like yeah. it looks like a Saturday Night Live skit where it's like you know you're doing this live you can only get so much. It looks like Team America World Police. Yeah. <laughs> I I really don't understand why this film has so much CGI in it. Because the first one didn't, had, right? Yeah, I don't think it had any. And it feels like it shouldn't. Like, why is this film... Um, shouldn't people be being funny instead of being like, we'll put a funny deer in here? I don't no. know. It feels, like, it feels like he took some of his other films, which had a lot of bad CGI jokes, and mashed it with his films, which are just five idiots This is cutting room floor B-roll, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's the film. So they all gather around uh, David Spade, who's getting out of the tire, very disoriented. Um, and they all like, dude, I got next. No, I got next. And so Dante with the cop is like, I hate to kick you when you're down, but uh, we caught your son with spray paint. And he's in the back of the squad car and he's yelling at David Spade. He's like, you lied about the soup. Uh. You lied about the soup. You lied about the soup. Yeah, and Which Spade's again, all scared. God, so almost funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. We cut to a frat house, a very obvious frat house. Um, it is all fucked up. Like, there's graffiti everywhere. Like, shit is just destroyed. And, toilet paper. Yeah, everywhere. toilet paper, yeah. And um, 
that just happened is on the wall. And yeah, so the frat boys are there having come back from the quarry now and they're all like livid. Um, they think that the grown-ups did it, even though it's we obvious. We didn't actually realize, like, we didn't make the um, Kalishnikov effect cut here that him being in the back of the squad car meant I, that he did it. I yeah. forgot that he was caught with spray paint. I think I just missed that because I was so pissed off at the projectile vomiting. <laughs> so we, this scene sort of just happens just and happens. then goes away completely. And then it's like, oh, the, the grown-ups did it. And we're like, no, they can't possibly have done it. They had their tires like... slashed, and they were in the the garage, and we just cut from there. There is no time that they could have gone and fucked up this frat boy house. We were just very confused. I mean, chronologically, I like no, much... it makes no sense. I like using a supergroup name for them. They're like the Avengers, but they do everything bad, and they suck, and they're not funny. They're the grown-ups, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um... The frat boys uh, start chanting at each other, kill, kill, kill. And then they start beating each other up in frat boy primes. Like, no, not each other, you idiots. Um, this is where I took about an 18-hour break. Um, we cut to the next day. Uh, it's a football field at high school. There's a bunch of football kids in the back. To be clear, the, the next day for Kuvo, not Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I should have been clear. This is such a waste uh, yeah, of a yeah, scene, yeah. so I'll just go through it real quick. He's the Sandlerson 2 starts kicking field goals real good, and you think that this is going to go somewhere... And then Adam Sandler falls on him and breaks his leg. And that's the whole scene. Okay, and yeah, ja- the James Starr is there doing cheerleading uh, for and the it's sun. a little oh, too into Sandler's son, too. Yeah. And it's pretty apparent that she has a crush on Sandler's son, too. Yeah, they play that's it up a- as like a big triumphant thing. And then, haha, just kidding. Like, even the coaches on the other team are like, what the, who the heck is this kid? And then Adam Sandler trips over a fire, or like a sprinkler that's like, a foot out of the ground yeah, that would kill for some, some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It would absolutely kill some kids. Yeah. That would not be allowed. And yeah, it's dumb. And it, here's what matters. Adam Sandler broke his son's leg basically on purpose. <laughs> like He's a good father. He's um, a good father. Yeah. So that summarized a good 10 or 12 lines of notes. Um, we cut to rock and rock son. Uh, Chris rock is going over driver Ed stuff with rock son. Rock son's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go do my DMV test. This comes out. up out of nowhere and goes on for a bit. Yeah. Steve Buscemi is the DMV teacher. Um, Cause he's back too. So rock asked Buscemi how he's doing. Buscemi is like, he talks about the injuries in the first film, but he's like, Otherwise, he does a why. That's it. Yeah. Remember the, remember grown ups one, that fun experience. Yeah, Chris Rock says, like, Rihanna was fine. You're not Rihanna. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, you're ugly, I guess. Well, no, what it is, is he says, here, one sec. Here's Ty Tuesday. They watched Grown Ups 2 <laughs> three times memory. Uh, he's, just, he's like, oh, you know, I was hurting a bit, but I'm fine now. And he's like, Rihanna's fine. You teach drivers, Ed. <laughs> and then pulls off. And he's like, drive safe, son. By the way, don't do what I do. And, like, very clearly, like, almost causes a huge accident and yep. almost crashes into 10 cars Comedy. and drives off. And it's, quote, unquote, jokes. Yeah, so um, another stupid scene. Uh, Shaq and Dante are dropping off Spade's son at Spade's place. Spade is very obviously scared of his son. Uh, his son goes, Boo. And uh, David Spade jumps in the Shaq's arms because it's funny. Shaq is like seven eight, and Spade's like five foot maybe. Haha. Big man, small man. We cut to Kevin James. He's at his mom's house. He's chatting with her about cliff diving, and um, James' wife comes in. He flips the table. That's funny. Physical um, comedy. She brought a mother-in-law fan for the summertime, but he's like, why are you over here? It's like, you couldn't go to coffee with me this morning because of an appointment with Ronaldo. And then, like, on the TV, there's this really bad, like, almost Twin Peaks-era-esque soap opera going on. And the character's name is Ronaldo, and he mugs for the camera on the TV. And so This is, again, a joke that could have been sold Ronaldo. in a better movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, Twin Peaks did this way better. Um, James turns to his mom and is like, oh, well, I called that plot twist. Ha, ha, ha. 
Uh, we cut back to Sandler. He's at the doctor's office. The doctor put up an x-ray of a very broken leg. Sandler is in denial. He's like, well, it's a slight break, isn't it? He's like, no, it's clean this broken. This takes so long. It's so long because he's like, it's not broken, right? And the doctor's like, yes, it's broken. He's like, but this, it's not broken, right? He's like, yes, it's this broken. This bit goes for like 40 seconds. Uh, and it's it's Sandler believes in the rule of sixes. Mm. Yeah, so uh, he's like, well, Doc, uh, can you do anything about the wife staring at me? And then they do a quick shot of the wife. She's staring daggers at him. Uh, ah. Doc's like, well, I'm not a psychiatrist, so sorry. Um, the doc Sandler goes, oh, are you saying my wife is crazy? And he goes, well, no, sir, I didn't. And I can't remember where it fully goes, but then. He's like, but it- if it's crazy, then the leg isn't broken, right? He's like, no. Yeah, no, something like and that. then he's just like, and then, yeah, the wife basically just like yells that like, oh, it's broken. You know, he's, he's broken, torn apart, broken in two. And then the doctor goes like, he's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if there's a cure for anger? And the doctor goes, oh, there is. It's called Jack Daniels. And then Adam Sandler's like, haha, good joke. And then he pulls out a flask and takes a swig. And he's like, no, really, Jack Daniels is a great beverage product brought to you from Kansas City. <laughs> like, <it's> just- <laughs> and this doctor is the absolute worst for selling this. Like, they really should have just gotten uh, John C. McGinley, Dr. Cox from Scrubs to do this. Oh, my and God. And just be Dr. Cox. He would have been great. Because this well, doctor that's, that's is who just wrote. like. Yeah. Yup, Jack Daniels gets me through the day, I, wonder if I he guess. passed on this on the script. <laughs> they wrote, Probably. They wrote, they wrote a character for him, and then yeah. they fucking casted Droopy Dog. Yeah. And don't, they don't understand why the jokes don't work and anymore. And it just doesn't. And it it's so awful. Uh, there is one almost joke by one of the doctor's aides where when they're having this whole, like, is it, so is it broken? Yeah, it's broken. No, so it's not really broken. Yes, it's broken. One of the aides goes, what was once one bone is now two half bones. And like, <laughs> if it had been allowed time to breathe, it could have been a very good joke because her delivery was very dry. But unfortunately, it got ran roughshod over by Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler doing 45 more attempts at the same joke. Like, yep. Adam Sandler's that guy that you're just kind of like, oh, God, please stop trying to make the same joke. It didn't land once. It's not going to land the 45th time either, man. Come on. Yeah, and for what it's worth, uh, during this scene, Adam uh, Sandler's wife just goes off on him in Spanish, and he makes another "I don't understand what you're saying" jokes. Yeah, yeah. Spanish. Um, that's strange language. Yeah. Um, wasn't Adam Sandler in a movie you called Spanglish? Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Roxon is uh, in the car with Steve Buscemi doing his driver's ed test. Uh, some frat bros drive up to him next to him in a light, and they mistake him again for a college person. And so Roxanne kind of plays into it to not give up the game. And it's like, dude, you're taking your driver's ed test when you're drunk far out. And Bro! Like, they're always like, have and you he seen... He says, I'm MC Hammered right now, for sure. Just wanted everyone to remember the good line. Beautiful. I'm MC Hammered. Yeah. Yeah, so they're asking if like they've seen those four grown-ups. Roxanne says no, and they give him a beer. But they're like, it's for that idiot next to you, referring to Steve Buscemi. Uh, they yell, kill, the kill, kill. The guy the freak in the weird hat. Yeah, they drive off. Uh, Buscemi's like, you're driving while you're drunk. I'm taking five points off for that. And that's, Which, that's, good I, delivery. Yeah, I laughed at that Again, as well. Steve Buscemi outacts everybody in this film. Like, yeah. hands down. It um, was just really funny, his delivery of driving drunk. Minus five points. Yeah. It, it in a better just, movie, I would have laughed, like, a lot of that. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it, it was, I would say, probably the 
third funniest moment in this film. I, I mean, summertime was really good. Yeah, <laughs> not on purpose, but very good. That's <laughs> my second laugh of the movie. It took a long time. Uh, we cut to Chris Rock. He is in his cable van waiting outside someone's house. He checks his watch. It's 3.59. He's looking inside the window, and there's a woman sitting there. And then she likes talking on the phone. She says, I'm going to the bathroom. Rock sees this, runs up to the door, rings the doorbell, slaps a we missed you do- note on it, and then drives off in his car. And the lady is super pissed because she was waiting all day. And, of course, she missed the ca- it's a It's a cable joke. Comcast sucks. Cable joke. It. Yeah. What's uh, we, cable? We cut the Spade son. He's outside David Spade's place, like, sharpening a spear for some reason. With, uh, which would have been a good joke. Like, haha, his character again, just keeps doing it, weird, violent things. And Or if they played up the caveman angle a little bit yeah. more, it could have been funny because every so often he does, like, a caveman bit that's pretty good. Yeah. But then they just, like, never go in on no. the caveman bit. Yeah. Like, there's the part where he says, you stay, or he, he, like, says, like, or he's like, no, stay, or no, go, stay. And then later on, he has a part where he says, me do. And it's like, <laughs> they really almost do this caveman bit. Yeah. And I'm so sad, because again, if they would have just leaned in a little, it could have been a joke. Yeah, so Spade comes out, uh, says like, you know, deadbeat dad's always had excuses, uh, but I actually didn't know you existed until like a week ago, so sorry about that. Uh, Spade's son gets mad that he won't call his mom by his real name because he calls her Hiccups McGee. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Spade says he's sorry that he's going to try to make it up to him and uh, come inside. We can watch squirrels water skiing on the internet. And then he makes some dumb David Spade noids. And somehow this warms up his son's heart. So they go inside and watch. So basically this establishes that Summertime is like the best character because his motivations and reasons for being mad at David Spade are he abandoned his mom, who he clearly loves very much. And then David Spade keeps being disrespectful towards his mom, just calling her fucking Hiccups McGee and not, you know, like recognizing her real fucking name. And so he's mad about that. And then like David Spade comes out and it's like, hey, I'm sorry. And fucking Summertime is like, you know what? I'm going to give your stupid ass a chance, even though you don't deserve one. Good on you, Summertime. (laughs) Keep it up. (laughs) <laughs> cut to next scene uh, Spaded and or sorry James and his wife are in a car uh, she's mad at him for hiding at his mom's house and he's like but my mom cares about me and the she wife is like she loves me unconditionally and will do everything for me and wife's like oh yeah I'm not your mom I'm so sorry about that right yeah hey hold up so this is where one of the things I was talking about where it's fucking crazy that yeah. this is how this resolves Okay, I need to make this plot point clear because it was a little confusing for some of the people I was watching with because it so deeply doesn't make sense without resolves. Kevin James was telling his wife that he couldn't go to coffee or anything and lying to her so that he could sneak to meet with his mom, which like... You yep. don't have to be ashamed about spending time with your mom, but, like, why are you... I mean, he's ashamed because it's about a creepy, it. weird thing to do. Like, he's there yeah, apparently all the time. It's, like, all the time and shit. But, yeah, it's, like, maybe this is a thing you should have a discussion about. Yeah. Like, clearly the wife is not in the wrong. No, nope, nope. She says she's in the wrong. No, she, she does. Like, immediately. Mom to him. She, she does. <laughs> yeah, because no, like, he's, like, I go see my mom because she actually loves me and you don't care about she me She unconditionally anymore. cares about me and all this stuff. And it's, like, no, no, no. Don't you dare. Kevin James yeah. lied to his wife but, a bunch But But don't you understand? Reasons. Wife is, like, oh, I'm sorry. I have been too busy with our several children. <laughs> To pay that much attention to you, you know, it, it's my fault clearly for not being your bang mate. Sorry. And then, and then he talks about how like, God, what is it? He's like, oh, I'm sorry if I was like staring at that one teacher. Yeah. And stuff so too. they start sorry like, if I, like, look, and she's like, oh, it's fine. I don't mind if you, you know, look at look at 
ladies once in a while, you know, because we all always come back to each other, you know, like, you don't mind if I look at guys and he immediately responds with, well, as long as they're dead gay or a cartoon. And it's like, no, no, no. Your wife is being like super cool and letting you get a pass on yeah, this it's... straight, attractive and woman. The film and just you now are sit. like, yeah, you're reposting with like more conditionals when she already gave you a free pass. They really need to like, like have a discussion about how open this marriage is and what their boundaries are on this shit because like yeah. it's obvious they had never considered any of this. But Also, the fact is just like, Every chance they have, they make Kevin James worse and worse. And yep. the wife just go, oh, you're right, honey. No, no, you're right. You're Poor right. Maya remember, remember in the first film when Kevin James raped his wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Talked right. about it yeah. at least. Anyway, we haven't yeah. had a horny scene in a while. Yeah, yeah. So the wife <laughs> is... time again. Wrong. Yeah, the wife wants to prove that, uh, that she's cool with him looking at titties. So they drive past like a college car wash fundraiser thing and she slams on her brakes and, you know, they go into the car wash. There's a lot of shots of college-age girls with their asses and skirts, etc. James says, uh, like, James' wife says, you know get it extra soapy this time and so the girls are like hey hey yay kevin james is like completely uncomfortable with this which is kind of funny considering what they were just talking about but the girls yeah but he's just like he's like uh you really don't have to do this for me this is kind of weird like this is kind of awkward now that you're doing this after we just had a weird, like nice heart to heart i don't really want it followed up with this and she's just like no 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 it's fine it's fine yeah so the these. girls are like you know oh we got a car in front of us but we can have the other team the other crew handle you and they cut over to a bunch of college guy cheerleaders in short shorts and short including shorts. andy samberg andy I samberg know, is there right? i noticed it was yeah uh, he's not andy in the movie samberg. anywhere else no he just showed up i guess uh, I just want to say shout outs to Andy Samberg and his crew here because um, this joke sucks and isn't funny. But what is funny is how hard they're trying to sell. this. They do sell it. I'll give them that. Um, There is one particular scene where a dude in glasses with like a goofy kind of half shaven beard like slides down the back of a car kicking his legs like a tiny baby. And it's very (laughs) funny to me because it's like so ridiculous. Like he's really selling this shit out of it. And I'm like... Good on you. The song "Sweet Cherry Pie" so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah, the the song "Sweet Cherry Pie" uh, starts playing. Um, The guys get all hot and soapy and start rubbing themselves all over the car. Uh, James' wife is clearly enjoying it. Kevin James, not so much, and I am not at all. Uh, There's a and of course, like they they make the joke of like, oh, it's it's so gratuitous when you do it with women, and then immediately go and do it with women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James' wife feeds like a dollar into one of these guys' mouths. Uh, the guy watches uh, two of them together, and it's pretty. Again, they kind of sell it because it's two guys who are like right next to each other, looking like sad puppy dog faces, and they <laughs> collectively clamp the dollar out of her hand. And it's just kind of funny because it's these two dudes doing this ridiculous fucking bit. But it ends God, with like, a guy eating bird shit seductively off of a windshield, and Kevin James is horrified. I missed that. I think I was looking away at this point because I just, I couldn't watch this fucking scene. Yeah, they felt the need to again like these poor actors are doing their best to try and make this funny, and they are writing in every turn to make sure it's not funny. Like the whole him eating bird shit off the windshield and like trying to be like a like. Again, like a cherry pie kind of way with like the whipped cream kind of angle is what they're going for yeah. here. And it just... But it's gross it just, when men It's do super it. gross. Yeah. Enjoy your parasites. Yeah. Um, James' wife tells the him and says, like, at least one of the other cars is having a good time. And they cut over to the, the women doing the car wash thing. Um, Roxanne and Steve Buscemi's car. Steve Buscemi's drinking a beer and Roxanne is, you know, having a great time. And then, like, they just cut over to Dante and Shaq, the two cops there. Shaq is topless, and they're, like, sponging him down. And they he does they were like, we face. need something else in this scene. Hey, let's get Shaq. Yeah. 
And so, like, yeah, Shaq does a funny face, and I have in my notes, Shaq is better than everyone else in this movie aside from Buscemi. Where the fuck is the Buscemi and Shaq buddy cop film? I would pay for that. So they just, yeah, had all these girls rubbing down Shaq with sponges, like, on ladders and shit so they can get all over him because he's very large because he's Shaquille O'Neal. And then Dante's just making some funny faces. And then Dante's like, that's not how you, let me show you how you really get in there with that sponge. And then grabs the sponge and really gets in there with that sponge. And Shaq, like, again, in something that's very funny for this movie, like, actually just kind of appreciates it. And is like, wow, you're really getting in there. Just kind of, like, gives him a look. just the Shaq's incredulous face. Shaq has a lot of good facial expressions and... Yeah. He's a very expressive man. Yeah. Uh, we cut the dinner time. Um, Sandler is in front of his family giving a speech to them. Saying, like, the day wasn't perfect, but uh, he's happy. Sandler's son, too, has his foot on the table because he has a broken leg now. Um, they make a joke about chicken a la food poisoning again, shitting on his wife. I don't usually oh, announce yeah. this, but I'm going to go piss. Uh, be back soon. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not uh, missing early, much. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to make, make a mention real quick that we missed early on during the quarry scene. Uh, they ask... When they're like asking Kevin James to jump off the cliff, he's just like, oh, no, I can't. I can't jump in off the quarry or whatever because, uh, oh, I just ate. And they're like, well, what'd you eat? And he's like, oh, a chicken chow mein, which uh, Doc pointed out. Uh, Kevin James is just like trying to make chicken chow mein like a thing across multiple properties. Really? He tried to make the chicken chow mein joke in both Paul Blart 1 and 2, I believe. Yeah. Uh, huh. And I think it may have come up in Grown Ups 1 as well. Like, he just thinks that's really funny, so when he's improv if food ever comes up, he just goes, oh, chicken chow mein, because that's, that's how you know. funny to him. But, uh. yeah, I just wanted everyone to know while Vickis was on this uh, piss break, uh, <laughs> there may be a chicken chow mein continuity between all of Kevin James. For what work. it's worth, he couldn't... There are worse foods to pick. Chicken chow mein is pretty good, but... Um, we cut to the Rock household. Chris Rock is pouring Pepsi brand soft drink into a massive pitcher right in front of him on the table. By the way, when I say pouring two cans, two cans into a pitcher. two cans directly in front of the camera and then pours them into a pitcher. It's insane. Yeah. It's No one ever does this in real life. Yeah, and he's looking very <laughs> smug because his life normally doesn't allow him to do this. Uh, Chris Rock's daughter is there saying she got asked out by uh, Tim Meadows' son for ice cream. And then Russ Rock's wife says that, oh, I went for ice cream once with your father. And nine months later, you were, uh, your son was there. And then Rock crushes a plastic cup full of Pepsi brand soft drink in his hand over the table, which made me think that he opened two cans, pour them into a pitcher, then pour the pitcher into a plastic cup just to get that gag. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's the joke, I guess. Also because they had to use the can. They couldn't show the cans being crushed. because True. The can, You can't show the Pepsi logo being destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, of course, so you need yeah. to transfer it into a non-Pepsi logo bearing vessel. And then you can destroy that. Absolutely. Because the Pepsi logo is mathematical happiness. <laughs> it's the well, bending see, of the light Pepsi around the planet. It's indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut over to Kevin James. Uh, James' son oh, is God. eating vanilla pudding. He's like, this vanilla pudding is real good. And Kevin James is like, oh, that's butter, kid. That's the joke. We cover the David yep. Spade answering a door for pizza. There's a driver there delivering it. It's a very ugly woman. She asks if, if he wants her to come inside and feed it to him. Like last time, he shuts the door on her face and then turns to his son and says, they're not all tens, buddy. Ha ha ha. And she yells, you said you loved me as he closes the door. And Old joke. You, you get it? He's a womanized. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sandler's son one is not hungry because of something he happened to see today. And Sandler jokes like, well, was it my penis? And then Sandler's son one just kind of stares well, at like, the well, camera. He's like, well, what, did you see me naked? And then Sandler's son one makes a face and he goes, what? And then there's a quick cut of all the families talking about uh, burp snarts. Uh, oh, and right. just being like, yep. God, that was so yeah, dumb. It cut. cuts between them all talking about this fucking thing that isn't funny. It's not. 
Yeah. Funny. And it's like a core element that they bring up once yep. in a while. Grown Ups 2 is made out of 45 separate plot threads. None yep. of them are coherent. None of them matter. None of them have any worth. And Burpsnart or whatever is like the fucking premiere. Uh, because, yeah, they like have multiple people explain the concept of it again. Including like, yeah, Salma Hayek is just like, oh, well, you know, you did one of those burps needle farts. And then Adam Sandler indignantly was like, a purple snort, obviously. And like they go through and have this big tortured discussion about how how funny it is when he burps and then teases out a sneeze and then farts. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so they do that for a bit. Sandler's life then brings up the theme for the party. She says, like, oh, we should have an 80s party because it's Adam Sandler. This, this is the fucking, like, the most blatant thing in the world where they were like, what's the third act of our movie? I know. We could get a Wait, bunch of 80s what? jokes in. Acts? This film doesn't have acts. Are you kidding? This film doesn't have even the beginnings of a structure. But but it is so oh, clearly like a thing that literally just gets brought up out of nowhere because they were like, we could make jokes about this. And oh, viewer, right. they could not make jokes about this. No, they don't. Okay, so I, even after watching this three times, didn't catch who it was who decided. All I heard was Roxanne decided it was a, the 80s party, like the set, set of the theme. And they, again, cut really awkwardly between like five different households um i finally looked it up and yeah you're right roxanne is the name of adam sandler wife character yeah i don't i think that's the first time they ever say her name in this fucking movie wow yeah uh so yeah there's a bunch of montage reaction shots of this uh spade says to spade zone they're like oh we should go and haul as hollow notes and spade zone's like is that a cereal because haha um, so there's a ton of like kids don't know the ni- the 80s joke because they weren't fucking alive, dumbass. Yeah. Right? Uh, Sandler's Son 2 teases Sandler's Son 1. But about again, hey, hole. hey, I just want to say good shout outs to Summertime for giving this a chance. And like, <laughs> he's excited. You know, his dad's like, yeah, we can go as Hollow Notes. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm really into it. Is that a cereal? Like, he's being very positive about yeah, this tr- thing. He's like, trying. Really, he's trying his best. Summertime has really turned it around. He's giving it his best. Yeah. Good on uh, him. Rock says, uh, uh, Rock's daughter says, uh, uh, Rock tells his daughter that like you should have a good time tonight on your date. And the doorbell rings and it's uh, Meadow's son. And he's like, I'm going to say this verbatim because I wrote down the quote. What's up, player? I'm here for your daughter. And so Chris Rock throws Pepsi Brown product on him. And he goes, what? Uh, and this one, so I had a bit of a migraine going into the first <laughs> viewing, which is why I ended up watching it so many times, was because I ended up not streaming because my head hurt too bad. Um, this is the first time that one of the films we watched, as far as I can recall, actually physically injured me because I was in so much pain that I did have to stop watching, take off my headphones and uh, like to take a break for a bit. Cause it was like really high pitched and really loud. Like it yep. really sucked. Um, we cut to a grocery store. Sandler and his daughter are at the store. They're buying stuff, including Mott's brand juice boxes. Mott's brand juice boxes. Whole fucking shelf of them. Yeah. Hello everyone. Are you interested in some Mott's apples juice? There is literally like, there are like 17 different shelves yes. that we cut to that are somehow all Mott's yeah, apples. Yeah, it's like products. a camera A, camera B in like both sides of the fucking aisle. Um, Can I get some Capri Sun? No, they didn't pay for product placements. A <laughs> uh, yoga guy shows up and he walks over and says hi to the daughter. And the daughter calls him Stud Muffin. Um, she then explains to her father that mom calls him Stud Muffin. So that's what I'm calling him. Sam was like, how do you know my wife? And yoga guy says like, oh yeah, I worked her out this morning. And Sam was like, oh, I also worked her out this morning. Wink, wink, ha ha. I'm um, really funnily, the guy is just like, 
all right. Okay, and, dude. <laughs> and yeah. that very, Nonchalant. I don't care. Yeah. It, it's just so... Funnier than most other reactions. Yeah, it's just so perfectly, I don't give a shit, dude. Uh, introducing themselves to the scene is the creepy ex. She shows up. Um, she says, it's awkward because my husband's here. Sandler's like, why would that be awkward that your husband's here? And then she points like, to the ribbon. Like, who are you? Like, Adam Sandler, by the way, still doesn't know who she is at this point. Yeah, so she points to the ribbon at his hair, in her hair, that's, like, supposed to, like, make him remember about sixth grade or whatever. For the audience, this is the person who showed up in a scene with uh, Sandler's uh, wife. The creepy stalker, yeah. Yeah, like, God knows how many minutes ago. 40 or 50. Right at the start of the film, she just shows up again out of nowhere. Yeah, so, like, he thinks that she's pointing at her head because she has brain damage, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Her husband shows up, who happens to be Steve Buscemi. Uh, This conversation goes nowhere, so I'm going to skip it. Uh, She eventually ends up slipping Sandler a note, and they all leave. Sandler's wife comes in, and she's like, well, what's in the note? Why does she want to talk to you? And, like, the note says, like, oh, meet me at your mailbox at 11 o'clock tonight. And then Sandler's wife picks the note out of his hand, eats it, and walks off. See, this is why I wanted to point out that his wife knew she was, like, completely crazy initially, but now, for some reason, is jealous. threatened. Yeah, Yeah, right? Why? You know she's, she's, you know there's no connection here. You even went, uh, okay, and walked out, but now you're jealous. Had to do a funny joke. Yes. And then Sandler asks his daughter, do you have any idea what happened? And she says, nope. And he goes, yeah, me neither. Man, it sure would be nice if all of the conflicts in this film could be fixed by all of us just sitting down and talking for 30 seconds. Uh, Hard cut. Yeah, hard cut uh, to Quinn yelling at Sandler's son, one, who happened to be on his first day at the job at the food stand. Um, Quinn says, like, I don't care who you are. If you you screw up, I'm going to fire you. Uh, There's a customer. Go meet him. So Sandler's son, one, goes over to the customer. It's that Arbuckle girl that he has a crush on. He immediately just crushes, like, three ice cream cones that he was holding in his hand. Uh, she's like, you broke your ice cream cone. He's like, it was a So test. this was where I was like, what the fuck? Because like, for the for the last two movies, Adam Sandler and David Spade have described every other person doing comedy and like tried to enhance the joke with that. They apparently even directed this random woman to do it because he like does a physical break the cones kind of thing. And, th- and she's like, oh, was that a squeeze test that you're doing while she's clearly laughing at it? And it's like, stop it! That doesn't make it funnier! Yeah. He was so mad. He was so mad at the film. It's okay, point. the frog joke's coming up, and I'm gonna say something. <laughs> we do remember it now that we've seen it. Yes, in the notes. now that we've seen it in the notes, people are like, frog joke? What frog joke? And I'm like, so, uh... um, yeah, she smiles at the squeeze test thing. Um, he remembers what his dad said about the three points, so he starts doing the three things, like make her laugh, say she has a nice smile, and then ask her if she wants to go out later. And this somehow works on this girl? Sure. Yeah, so Quinn is listening to all this from behind. He's like, oh, yeah, your dad used to do that when you were young. It worked on his wife. And then he's like, it's really angry for some reason. Or no, he, says, that he says, he says, it worked. He says it worked all the time. It even worked on my wife yeah, what is was. what yeah, it specifically yeah. was. Yeah. And so then he like angrily throws an ice cream scoop, like those real fucking heavy ones and nails some girl in the back of the fucking head and like knocks her on the ground. And it, I will say slowed down to quarter speed. Pretty funny when it just very slowly throws it and then just. As <laughs> she hits the ground, it's pretty good. Okay. But um, here it is. Yeah, not funny. Otherwise, it's just uh, employee abuse for no good reason. And again, not built up to. Not like 
this other character is just off screen. Like in yep. any other thing, if they tried to do this, they would have him throw it and then they would do that stock cat noise of like a cat being like, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but instead they have a cut to an employee getting hit in the head, which makes it considerably less Assault. funny than even the stock joke. Oh man, put yeah. the Wilhelm scream in there and I would have died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This next one. Here we go. Rock's daughter and Meadows' son are uh, like at a park bench talking to each other. Um, he's freestyle rapping really badly in the whitest jive voice he can do. Uh, Rock's daughter says, "Like, oh, I sing sometimes too, like in the shower, but I'm like too." Put a ping in that. And he's like, "I'm too like uh, too self conscious to sing in front of others." And Meadows' son is a huge asshole and is like, "Well, if you're scared, you don't have it." And she's just like, oh, and just kind of looks down disappointed. And says something along the lines of, and this is actually important, he says, I'm, I'm not, I'm blunt, I'm hardcore. And then she looks disappointed. And then it cuts to a frog on the ground. It's like a zoom in shot and of this frog. It's just a frog, a frog on the ground. A frog just croaking. Yeah. Um, and then he yells, dinosaur, and falls off the bench while waving his arms above his head. So okay, I gotta talk about this thing. for a second. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, is not you a can joke. Go ahead. I'll talk about my. I have two. I have two theories about what it is. But he's go trying ahead. to Urkel. It, it should be noted that immediately after it cuts to like the Sandler Mansion, so like this is the end of the scene. And so yeah, he just yells. He sees a frog, yells dinosaur, falls backwards off the bench. This is not a joke. You can't do this in a movie. Like this does not count. Like it's. <laughs> I got so angry at this. Like I stood up and took another fucking two hour break because like. <laughs> The, the like I'm all for absurdist humor for non like non sequential shit like that's cool but like this is the weakest like joke you could possibly have because there is nothing so, going on. Yeah. All right. Here's my two theories, and here's the theory. Theory one makes it maybe better. Theory two, I think, makes it worse, and unfortunately, I think is the correct one. <laughs> so theory one is that this was supposed to be done earlier in the film at some point, and they cut part one of the joke right, from the film like a at the back. end. They didn't. They, yeah, they didn't cut the call back. So they cut the part that sets up with him being afraid of frogs. And then they just, you know, didn't cut the other part. I Here's what I think that. is more likely, which is the whole joke is he has to rhyme everything or he can't say words because he's been rhyming the whole time. Now, the problem here is they haven't set this up as like a thing that's an actual like problem for him yet. You I know, guess they like had if he had like, told her she wasn't after hard saying orange, yeah. like if they had a scene earlier where he went to rhyme and then he said like orange and then had to be like, Oh shit. And just couldn't say anything. But hardcore doesn't like, rhyme like dinosaur. Well, it's cause he says hardcore before. Yeah, but like, it doesn't that's rhyme. Why I brought up specifically dinosaur hardcore. That's close enough. That's, I guess that's he's terrible. Rhyme, <laughs> like, it's, it's enough. to Yeah. Force like it. that's, it's enough for this fucking movie, dude. Oh, yeah. Like that's probably what they were going for is, so yeah. he says, like, you know, I'm hardcore, and then he can't say anything, and he sees a frog and goes, dinosaur, and throws himself off. And that's what I think the joke is supposed yeah. to be, which I think is worse than if it was just He could have said, like, no more so, or something. Like, I don't know. This, I, mean, I, I was think, so livid at this. I, I think we forgot it because it is such a non-joke that we just, like, blanked it out and moved on to every it's, other it's non-joke. It's, like, infuriatingly non-joke to me, though. Like, it's infuriating in how much it's nothing. I can't I can't believe We're it. We're about it's to move unreal. on to the section of the movie where everything is just... The characters are dressed like someone from the 80s. So... Yeah, everything the jokes just, are still going downhill at this point. Yeah. It's just, I, the thing, too, about that scene is, like, they didn't... They could have just cut it at her being disappointed. Yeah, but that would have been funny. You, you gotta understand, they gotta end every single scene on a joke. Okay. No. 
Oh, I mean, they do. Obviously, they do. They do it every single fucking scene. No. Uh, we, uh, we're going to keep going here. Uh, we cut to Sandler's Almost. son, too, and the Sandler daughter. They're at home in 80s costumes. I forgot what they were. It doesn't matter. The daughter asked, what were the 80s? And the son's like, well, it was in the way back time, the 1900s. And, like, phones had cords. Ha, ha, ha. They're young. They're millennials or Gen Z or whatever. Sandler comes in. Um, he is wearing jeans and a T-shirt and, like, a red hat. And they're mad he isn't in a costume. But he's like, I'm Bruce Springsteen. I'm the boss. And the son asks who that is. And he tries to do the stance where he has the yeah, from, back yeah. pocket and stuff. Spoilers, he just looks like Fred Durst. He, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't look like Bruce Springsteen at all. He just looks like Fred Durst. Like, yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time. Like, there were multiple times during the group watch where I would just wait for Adam Sandler. Like, there's one scene later where he's still in this costume and, like, having a quiet conversation with somebody. And, like, his daughter asks him something. And I just immediately in the call was like, yeah, and everybody just died. Yeah. Like it was, it's very Fred yeah. Durstian. So Sandler thinks he's a bad father because his children do not know who uh, Bruce Springsteen is. You're who gives a, a shit? You're a bad father for many other reasons. Yeah. Are gonna come up in this scene because God, yeah. fuck this. Sandler's wife walks in. Uh, she's a glam rocker and she looks real dumb. Um, she's like, "Oh, you're a good father," and then she immediately pivots no. to, "Can we have another kid?" And he's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And he starts yelling at her. She starts Terrible crying. Husband yeah, too, he like starts like like straight up yelling, and she starts Our crying kids. and runs upstairs. By the way, this is like the second time this plot point has come up. They try and play it as though this plot point is like a recurring one of her wanting a kid and no. him being like, "No, Not at all. this is literally the second time it's been brought up." And the reaction that they have between the two of them feels so disproportionate because of it. Yeah, because she kind of does this like, "Wouldn't it be fun to have another kid?" And instead of Adam Sandler being like, "Hey, can we you know talk about it later?" Like, now's not really the time. Like, instead, he feels the need to be like, can we not talk about the kid thing right now? And then she has a very disproportionate response and just, like, starts crying her fucking eyes out and runs upstairs. Her response like, makes more sense like, if, once you get to the scene, but yeah. Yeah, like, uh. and it makes sense later on, but, like, still, it's just, again... This is, and, and spoilers, this whole thing could be resolved if the married people ever talk to each other, yeah. which I know yep. sounds crazy. No. We had the same complaint yeah. in the first movie. It's the same thing. Yeah. Look, yep. look, look, as, as a married person, you don't talk. No. Never. Just no. passive aggressively <laughs> suggest. We're just going to walk to separate rooms after this. <laughs> Wait, we're not already in separate rooms? <laughs> so, um, yeah, she starts crying, runs upstairs. The son makes a quip about um, some, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Sandler threatens to break his other leg. Because he's a great father. Uh, We cut to them upstairs on their bedroom balcony. Um, He's apologizing, saying, um, you know, he apologizes to her, saying, like, I didn't mean that. Like, maybe you just have some hormone thing going on. Like, start some, like, bio-truth BS about menopause. Well, no, it's like, he's like, yeah, maybe you just got some hormone thing going on. And she's like, menopause? And he's like, oh, are you not old enough for that? And then she, like, you know, yells at him again and... He's like, oh, are you just going through a hormone thing? There's pills for that. And she goes, well, I'm going through kind of a hormone thing. I'm uh, pregnant. And then a doorbell happens and she just leaves. Yeah. And so Sandler is standing there looking stumped. He's like, I don't know when that could have happened. And then he yells about a Motel 6 hot tub. He's like, you know how, Motel like, 6 hop tub. I can't believe Salma Hayek fucked at Motel 6. Thanks for the money, Motel 6. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know how, like, when a really awkward nerd uh, is... is really wants to sell a joke and they do that like damn you that's what this adam sandler delivery is yeah uh we cut so bad outside in his backyard they're at his pool uh the four of them uh chris rock's like oh that's great you know you're having a new kid and all that and sandler's like well you said earlier it was awful and james is like 
well, you know, it's good when you're, the kid will graduate high school when you're 64. That's a joke. Uh, then he's like, oh, you're a great dad. And he's like, no, I broke my kid's legs today. I'm not a great father. I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking Correct. piece of shit. I really do think that Adam Sandler writes all his friends. Oh, God, yes. To tell him how cool and good he is and how many hot women he could bang. But he's too good of a guy to bang them. No, no, about, no specific, specifically in. about how great a dad he is. I think it's because he's actually a really shit fucking dad yeah. in real life. And he's compensating. He's like, if all my friends tell me I'm a great dad, then I must be the great dad, even though my kid probably fucking hate me. I can't, I can't wait to, like for the retrospective. I'm like, Adam Sandler eventually is going to die and people are going to sit back and look at all the films he's done and be like, you know, like maybe he really did love his kids because he made Grown Up 1 oh, and 2 and he thought that, you know, he could be a great father or something. I don't know. So, yeah, in back of the pool yard, Spade is saying like, it doesn't matter if you're having a kid, it's party time. And Sandler gets like really upset about this. Like, it's not a party. I can't drink because my wife will get mad. The rest of them haven't been to a real party in years. They're all old and irrelevant. The frat boys were right. And then they start making fun of Kevin James because he's wearing a survival fanny pack, a survanny pack, I think he calls it. And yes, survanny pack, correct. Yeah, so he's like, well, it's not just that. Dude, you got to like pull this little lever on the front of it. So they grab the handle on the front of his fanny pack, pull it. It's the inflatable raft from before. It knocks all of them over. Ha, and ha, ha. Call back. He's dressed as meatloaf, and they try and have him do meatloaf jokes like he tries to do. Like It's supposed to be like, like a bat out of hell, but it's like a raft out of hell. But the problem is... like. That's a meatloaf joke that's not funny enough for even meatloaf fans and people who, like, yeah. get meatloaf to appreciate. Like, I <laughs> got the joke. appreciators. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I got the joke. Even, like, I could appreciate their meatloaf joke, and I was just like, well, that's nah. just not a very good meatloaf joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not a, not a particularly good meatloaf joke, honestly. But they class it up afterwards. Uh, James then jumps on a little table in front of him, which collapses, and he's embarrassed because he's fat and broke the table. Yeah, he says... Yeah, he says, "Oh, the party doesn't stop. That's not." And then it breaks, and he goes, "Oh, that doesn't. That didn't happen." Because of course, yeah, they have to. Make Again, I feel that Adam Sandler out. really wishes that Chris Farley was around, and it's too bad. God, yeah. like, because yeah, that meatloaf bit is some That'd real be, Chris. Farley I feel Chris shit. Farley could sell yeah. that way better than Kevin James. Oh my God, so much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, we get a montage. The party is starting. Everybody's in their '80s style outfits. People in costumes. Uh, Chris Rock goes and meet with Tim Meadows. They're both dressed as Prince because they are both the only black people in this film aside from Shaq. Um, they're both mad that they dressed up the same. Rock makes another transphobic joke, which I'm going to skip. Um, then mistakes uh, Meadows's wife for his son. They both go what? Because that's their family quirk. That's the joke. Um, we cut joke. to David Spade hitting on the muscular woman from before. She is dressed as Hulk Hogan. Um, he is making baby talk like this and tries to nibble her flexed bicep. Um, Kevin James is watching this from a lawn chair and is very disgusted. And then Spade notices that James is watching and is embarrassed. I stopped to watch Paul Rudd's computer here because that's funnier. Inside, yeah. Uh, we... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, agree. <laughs> inside, we see that uh, inside the house, Nick is telling the yoga guy that he's very bad at relationships, that he uses pills and such to compensate, which is kind of tragic. Um, it then comes out that Nick is also gay. Um, the yoga dude's cool which with it. Which, of course, he do- they have him sell by doing the whole two crazy guy voices talking to himself. It also should be noted... to it as his terrible secret and stuff, yeah. and it... God. Yeah, it also should be noted that Nick is dressed up as Liberace, so... Haha. Yep. You um, get it. Yeah, the yoga dude who is dressed up as Indiana Jones uh, thinks he's cool. There's two other guys in the kitchen who thinks that uh, Nick is completely crazy because he's gay. It's, yeah, sad. Ah. Yeah. So outside, uh, Shaq and Dante, the two cops, are playing quarters with Adam Sandler. 
uh, Sandler's wife comes up and Sandler like says secret table and hits a button and like the table like collapses into itself and like Such bad comes out. CGI like fucking Spy Kids level CGI here it is very Spy Kids yeah um, to avoid getting caught drinking uh, Sandler's wife then says like listen uh, our daughter is very tired and wants to go to bed she wants to put you to bed Sandler's like Sandler goes no I don't want to because he's such a good dad yeah he's like I'm having fun drinking this punch here and the wife's like oh you know uh, you don't want to drink too much punch and he he says whatever he goes and tucks his wife or his uh, daughter in the bed he walks they have a discussion that didn't need to happen and then he leaves yeah she walks up sits down uh, I would like to remind everyone that the scene before this was her revealing that she is pregnant. Uh, she then reverts the table back to the beer table, sinks a quarter in the beer and goes, yay, beer. No, she sinks the quarter. <laughs> and this is the only joke I laughed no, at in the movie. She sinks the quarter yeah, yeah. and says, easy as making a free throw. And then look over at Shaq and Shaq is distraught because Shaq was not good at free throws. See, and I thought this again? was funny. I didn't get that joke because I don't know who he is. No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. At this point, I mean, was Shaq bad at free throws? Yes. I mean, I knew that. I knew that had to be the joke. Shaq was a very dominant player inside the paint, but he could not make a free throw. So, I, I knew yeah. that had to be the joke because obviously he was completely distraught. But I and don't. He is Shaq, but but I don't know who he like, is, yeah. so I had to. Just he be did like, make a very. He made a very funny wow face there, which mm-hmm. I, I appreciate. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, again, it was one of, that one. I will. Yeah, you one hundred percent need knowledge. Like if you didn't know Shaq was a basketball player in real life, this joke just would like be I nothing. feel that this is kind of a very <laughs> dumb, watered down version of the Kareem Abdul Jabbar joke from Airplanes. Which is Basically. a masterclass in comedy compared to this. But. Yeah, yeah, very good. Oh, also, one sec. I would like to uh, roast my friend uh, Newbie's ass real quick. Uh, because I, much like I said yogurt studio during the yoga studio at about 20 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, newbie at one point when trying to remember the name of the other, you know, from the airplane bit, uh, said Kareem Jabdul Dabar, and we all lost it. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, it like and he kept fumbling. It was like Kareem Jabdul. Oh God! <laughs> like it was like it was like watching a train wreck. Like he knew he was doing it wrong, but he couldn't get it together. Did Newbie have the same Kareem. like reference to airplanes that I had here for this, or was it something else? I, I, it, it may have been something else, but it definitely, I think it was, it came like up. we were talking about them using that kind of humor. I yeah, see, about I see. Like yeah, a, I mean, it's very yeah. referential, I guess, in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got the James son inside the house. He's fucking around with like an electric keyboard. James is like, oh, you shouldn't touch that. But he starts playing Beethoven just out of nowhere. And like James is like completely shocked. He's like, my child's a genius. And then he burps and in his farts. That's the scene. And that's the whole kid's arc. He'll never nope. get anything else in yeah. this film. Literally, he's like, he's like, how'd you learn that? And he's like, oh, I saw it in a dream. And then he goes, my boy's a genius. And then he does a burp, sneeze, fart, and he goes, and your dad's also a genius. Which, like, holy shit, you just can't have it be about your kid for nope. a second. You literally, like, your kid just revealed that they may be one of the greatest minds of our generation. <laughs> and you just decided, yeah, but I can fart good. But I'm Kevin Good James. try, son. I'm Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, so... um, Bad. We cut to Adam Sandler tucking his daughter in bed. She wants them to lie there until she falls asleep. Outside, she, like a he bear? clearly wants to. He clearly wants to get out, and she's clearly being like, "No, stay with me, Daddy, much longer than now." And he's very uncomfortable <coughs> with it. And that's the whole. Scene. Yeah, and like You're outside, a good a- dad, Daddy, you stay with me, right? That's what a good dad would do. Yeah. So outside, like a band, a Bruce Springsteen band. I don't no, know. No, I know exactly who it is. Who is it? It's. 
they say, it's like, oh, it's a couple of the friends of Lenny's from the Jay Giles band. And then it kicks up with Freeze Family. It's like, nah, 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 nah. and I was just, the, the only reason I remember this is because it got a really big laugh out of the group because it's basically in, um, in the My Brother, My Brother and Me show, they do a bit where one of them goes off camera into a hallway and he's like, oh, I'm smoking weed with Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, Ben Franklin's here too. And it was like basically <laughs> that bit, but like like way less good because Adam Sandler was selling it. But there still is a certain element of the good joke of, well, it's okay. Nothing too exciting is happening outside. And then like the literal most exciting thing possible. It's like, hey. Everybody, it's the big exciting thing and the guy being like oh shucks like that joke <laughs> yep. just kind of works um so yeah we're, there were some laughs from this uh and then we laughed much harder and we thought about other things that did the same bit but better <laughs> <laughs> but better. yeah so sam looks conflicted he wants to go outside uh he tries the robo trip his daughter apparently next to his daughter on the nightstand is just like fucking Robitussin. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> generic yes. brand zzz quill yeah, yeah. um <laughs> she's like eh, can you tell me a story daddy and so like he just palms her forehead and just tells yells go to sleep i don't know but he's he such a great dad yeah. He's yeah. such a good dad. Hard cut outside. Steve Buscemi is walking up to the party with the stalker woman. Uh, she tries to make an excuse to hang out near the mailbox because it's almost 11 o'clock. Ha ha. There's no jokes no here. Jokes. Steve Buscemi is dressed well, up like Flavor Flav. I don't know. And then unfortunately, as Steve Buscemi walks away, they have him do what I would refer to as peak my dad racism, where he just kind of goes like, well, all right then. And then does some very exaggerated, quote unquote, Hip hop movements that yeah. I feel bad for Steve Ooh, Buscemi, boy. man. Yeah. yeah, Steve Buscemi did some grandpa racism yeah. for this one, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Inside, the daughter uh, wants to go wants her doll in order to fall asleep, but the, if you remember, the doll was ruined by the deer. So Sandra's like, uh, "He had a rough day, honey," and the doll's like, "I want the daughter. I want the doll." And he's like, "Well, fine, I'll go get it." Uh, so he goes downstairs into the kitchen. He can't find where the doll is. The yoga guy's like, oh, is this what you're looking for? And he hands up the doll, and the doll is all sewed up. He looks, sewed up. He looks beautiful. And Sandler's and, like... And a joke almost happens here, because Adam Sandler goes like, oh, how did you do that? And the yoga guy goes, oh, I learned to sew it, gay camp. And then hands it to him, and Adam Sandler's like, wait, what, gay camp? And he's like, no, I was doing a joke. It, there, there's no yeah, such thing as Yeah, they have to explain camp. the My joke. My dad was a tailor. It's, it's so yeah, close. It, it, what kills me about it is... The one time there is a legitimately funny joke in this movie with a setup and delivery that kind of works no. of this guy just being like, yeah, I learned a gay camp. And then I'm just being like, gay camp? And he's like, no, there's no such thing as gay camp. Like, the thing is, there's this beautiful setup and then alleged comedian Adam Sandler is the one <laughs> who fumbles the, fumbles the ball on the only so actual hard. joke in the film. I like calling him alleged because I don't have any proof, really. So, uh, we're, we're at hour two here, and there's a giant fight scene coming. We're almost there. We're almost, there. We're almost done. Yeah. We're almost done. There's some oh, just bullshit. Oh, we're almost at the point yeah. where so I stopped close. paying attention. Yeah, so, oh, uh, gay yoga guy says, like, oh, my father was a tailor. I learned the stuff from a young age. Uh, Sandler doesn't thank him for any of this. He instead salts Nick for pissing himself, and then goes Goes, gives yep. it to his daughter. And Nick goes, Hard oh, cut. that wasn't mine. Which again, like, God, what a lazy joke. Yeah, so outside people are getting Hard drunk cut. and rowdy. Um, there's a uh, a, some, a woman beer bonds a dog in some really bad CG. Oh, it's so terrible. God, really I, bad CG. I lost my shit at that. Like, oh Don't my do that to God. a dog. Don't fucking do that. What That's not a joke. Yeah. What the fuck? A, that would kill a dog. B, even if I was willing to just like think of this as not a horrible thing to do. 
it's still not a joke and the cgi is so bad it's insulting yeah. <laughs> like uh, dante the cop is on the roof he's in his underwear he's on skis he fires some guns just randomly into the air and then falls into the pool shack sees i guess the joke yeah shack sees this he goes back. to jump from the diving board into the pool he breaks the diving board and again bad cg he then says he then pisses himself in the pool and like Dante, yeah everyone goes like hey don't enjoy yourself too much and he just goes i'm enjoying the water and kind of like wiggles his shoulders <laughs> and then the water starts becoming very dark around him remember that and- joke from grown-ups one yep it's bad yeah and then everyone scrambles out of the pool and dante his partner says it's not even warm it's hot which i thought was like again if it could have been a good joke of just like shack's unnaturally hot piss (laughs) (laughs) the implication is that it's not even just like a little warm it's like unusually hot like because he he climbs out of the pool and says it's not even warm it's hot which like how hot is Shaq pissing? Boiling it's like piss. Molten core. God damn, yeah, Ty, I just changed my name piss. to Health Conscious for Loco. Shaq's unnaturally hot piss. Okay. Um, but like, again, there's a joke that they did in there that they didn't allow it to come to fruition, but it's way funnier, which is just like, imply that Shaq's piss is really hot for some reason. <laughs> Okay, so um, Colin Quinn shows up to the party. He says, I hate that guy, but he throws great parties. And he shows up with Sandler's son, too. I guess they came from the fucking food stand. Sandler's son one. Sandler's son one, yes. straight. Um, Son trips over the extension cord, the only extension cord, which had the speakers to the band going. So he knocks out the entire band music system. Rock's daughter was singing along with the music, and she ends up doing a solo here. Um, She realizes she's doing this and is very embarrassed, but everyone cheers her. They um, linger on this because Adam Chandler loves his fucking schmaltz. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, this is a thing that was set up once, once. right before the very good frog Two scenes joke. ago. And it was set up with all the gravity of nothing. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, I sing in the shower sometimes. It's, I'm a little embarrassed, though. And he goes, and well, if you're embarrassed, you're not good. And then she goes, aw. And then yeah. two scenes later, oh, she sings and she doesn't realize she's singing in front of everyone. And she's quite good. Yeah. That's the, the thing. End. Vigus had to remind me of the setup because I forgot that that was there. Like, oh, yeah. She's had that line about singing in the shower. Suddenly she was singing. I'm like, when did we establish this? What? What the fuck? It just comes and goes so quickly, this whole film, except. Yeah, so Rock asks, like, uh, where did you learn to sing like that? And she's like, oh, the shower. And then Metal Sun is a huge asshole. Is like, well, maybe you should stick to the shower. And then starts freestyling badly. Rock's wife tells him. Did someone tell him? That negging was the way to get a girl? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Rock's wife yells at um, him to shut the fuck up or she's going to make that mohawk a chin strap and they all go, what? Because... <sighs> One joke. Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up with his hot dancer teacher wife. Um, Sandler's kind of shocked and then he goes over and it's like, who invited you? And he's like, oh, it's your wife. And Sandler's like... Uh, and then... um, Sorry, not Sandler. Austin's like, is there a problem here? And Sandler just backs down because it's Steve Austin. And so Steve Austin walks off. He looks over and sees that his son is being bullied by the bully from before. And he decides that now is the time to stand up, if not never. So he so goes... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, so he goes back over to Steve Austin and asks for an apology for being a dick in high school, you know, 20 years, 30 years ago. And Austin's like, dude, that was 30 years ago. Just let it go, man. And, and again, Steve Austin's character being completely reasonable here. And is like, that was... Wait, you're mad about shit from 30 years ago? Seriously? And sadly, I was like... Yeah, there's no statute of limitations on being a dick. And Austin goes, what did you say? And Austin, or Adam Sandler goes, I said what I said. And it's time to fight. Which everyone then goes, 
oh shit, a fight, and starts circling him because that's what adults happen. Yeah, like, or that's what there's that's no what de-escalation do. in the scene. No one wants to stop no. them. To be fair, I would no. love to see Adam and, Sandler get punched in the face by Steve Austin. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and Sandler's life is just like I'll call the cops, and then the cops are like, we're already here, and it's Dante, you know, naked on skis and. Shaq is like sleeping naked. That was in a almost the funniest house. scene. There is a like a small kids like play place house thing, and Shaq is just huge and laying like through his. The, He's like, a very large man. Yeah. Again, Shaq yeah, just being he, funny by being there. By being Shaq, yeah, being large. Um, and so then Austin's like, "Are you ready for this?" And Sandler's like, "No, but I have to do it for my son, so he knows." Here to we go. For it. And then Austin goes, oh, yeah, my son's in Afghanistan. And Sandler goes, well, I hope he's home soon. You must have raised him well. Dude, I was so angry at this. This is such, like, respiratory military. Our troops bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, extremely so. And then, so. Boys are so brave over there. And then Steve Austin's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm willing to take a dive here. Just punch me in the face and I'll go down like a sack of potatoes. They're circling each other right now. like for the troops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're circling each other. And, like, Austin says kind of under his breath is, like, punch me in the chin i'll go down i think you do the same for my son i know you do the same thing for your son if i have someone was here and then yeah sandler then goes to punch him and then steve austin just kind of cowers down and like kind of grovels and it's pretty funny then because like after he grovels and it's like no don't hit me sir which again steve austin is just a professional showman at selling physical (laughs) gags so like he's pretty good at this better Uh, than anyone else like sells it better than anyone else has sold anything in this movie it's sad the fucking guy who did professional wrestling is one of the better actors in this movie yes easily easily uh and yeah so then he pops up and kind of like leans over to sandler and it's like I, I didn't think anyone would believe you could knock me out because I, I just pretended I was a wuss. <laughs> like, so this, was, this he was, says it with like a billion points of confidence too. Yeah. yeah. And this was the funniest part of the film for me. This is the bit that made me laugh more than anything else in this film was just Stone Cold Steve Austin just being like, yeah, you couldn't actually knock me out. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have in my notes here, Sandler gets in the kayfabe for the first time in this movie and starts threatening Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, he tells him to walk out. Uh, they thank, um, then thanks him under his breath. The first and person he thanks he, he kinda, is Steve Austin. He kind of starts. He kind of starts going a little too far with it, and he's like, "Yeah, like a stinky breath, man." And Steve and Austin then, just like, uh huh. And he's like, "Oh yeah, cut out, man. Cut out. Stop now." It's funny. Thank you. And he thanks. They all are then like super impressed. Yeah, he thanks him. Yeah, he doesn't thank the gay yoga guy for fucking doing the thing for his daughter. No, daughter's not important. But so everyone is very impressed at this very obvious thing that makes sense and wasn't definitely bullshit of a man who looks like he could fight a tank groveling yeah. before a man who looks like he could fight, I mean, not a bicycle. Either, <laughs> I, would I would say Adam Sandler loses to a bicycle free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Steve Austin and the dance teacher leave and she's like, oh, that was very manly of you backing down. Yeah. She's like, that's the manliest thing you've ever done. Very extra special hip hop dance tonight. And Steve Austin says, word up and smiles and leaves. Yeah. And, and he's, he's done. He's the best thing in this movie. I enjoyed him so much that it was just like, no, don't leave. Don't leave, and please. Don't worry. They put him in for another couple seconds, and he's very enjoyable in those couple seconds as well. Yeah. Anyway, y'all ready for the climax? Here's the climax. Yeah. Uh, out front, 50 frat boys all show up in cars. Uh, they walk past the stalker who is still waiting at the fucking front door. She never gets a, out of an aside, she never gets a character conclusion. I think no, it's the no. last we see her. She's I'm just sitting by sure the mailbox. I'm pretty sure she's done yeah. after this. Yeah, Fat Boy Brian uh, says that uh, he hit the moron jackpot. He's everyone who needs a beating is right here. And so, like, there's a confrontation, like, all the frat boys on one side, all the party people on the other side. 
Um, Sandler's wife asks, like, why they're here. Uh, they think Sandler and his crew trashed the frat house because of the cliff dive thing. Spade's son tries to say it was him, but they all think he's oh. covering because they think he's a frat uh, boy. So there was one other summertime moment we skipped over real quick, which was when they first uh, were meeting up in costumes again. And they asked, like, oh, where's your son at? And he's like, oh, he's just having fun with the kids. And they show him, and he's, like, picked up two of the little kids and is kind of, like, swinging them around, like, having fun and playing with the kids, which is very charming because summertime just continues to be the best character. Yeah. Uh, and then in this, they're like, who did it? Who graffitied our house and, like, fucked up our shit? And summertime walks up because he did it and says, they didn't do it me do which was again so cool like if they had just leaned in on the angle of like he's incredibly stupid but honorable and learning to become a man like if they played it up as like he's enkidu this could be so funny and like they almost do they almost accidentally do an enkidu joke and damn but then of course yeah they're just like oh you're just covering for him we can't accept that because otherwise we wouldn't get to do this bit which hey by the way this movie came out in 2013 does everyone remember when uh anchorman came out I thought this was what? 16. Oh, no, Grown Ups 2 is 2013. Oh, really? 2013. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2013. Uh, but, hey, anyone want to take a guess when Anchorman <laughs> came out, which did the whole comedy fight scene bit before all of these movies? Uh, I want to say maybe uh, 2019? No, Anchorman, Anchorman 1. Anchorman 1? Yeah. No, I'm talking like the first Anchorman. It was a joke, Ty. <laughs> I know, but yeah, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm aware, but I was like, what? No, um... It, no, it was actually, though, uh, 2004, so nine years before mm. this, and they finally caught up and decided to try and do an Anchorman joke. Yeah, I'm sorry. We've we've all lost the concept of what jokes are. <laughs> we've lost the concept of the time, film. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Rock's wife says, like, oh, you're mad about the quarry? We swam in there once since we were eight. And the frat boy Prime says, like, no one leaves this shit down. That's why you swim in the quarry. And so then Quentin, Colin Quinn goes up the bat for Sandler and, like... It, he says, like, you know, this guy over here went out to Hollywood and made more money than you'll ever get to know and pulls out Worthington's Law because more money equals better than. And then, like, they kind of, like, eyeball each other and, like, nod, like, knowingly. Like, he went the bat for this guy he hates. I don't know. Uh, the frat boys don't care. They want to kick old smelly ass. And then this next scene made me so angry. They do this thing, like, Sandler says, like, well, we may be old. And Spade goes in, we may be spelly. And then Chris and Chris Fox wife says, and some of us may have a penis. And they all point to the muscular woman. And it's like... It, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, Jesus, dude. It's like... I, I checked this was out... This the joke you wanted to go with? Yeah, I checked out right here for basically the rest of the film. I was just, I was just done right here. I knew it's what so was coming. It's so out of nowhere and uncalled for and mean-spirited. And, and like, here's the thing, too. <sighs> yeah, it's like, even if you even if you aren't offended by this, which, first of all, congratulations on being part of such a privileged group of people, but <laughs> even if you aren't offended by this, you have to admit, this joke sucks. Like, it's not even a good bit. There's like, no lead into anything. She's muscular. Like, she must happens. have a dick. Ha ha. It's funny. It's just offensive out of nowhere. It's not relevant to the scene. It's not related. There's no buildup prior to it. Like, oh my God, it's so badly done. And on top of that, it's a fucking shitty transphobic joke. It sucks ass. Yeah. It's terrible. It's dog shit. Yeah. So James calls them spoiled douchebag preppies because I think he's trying to focus his late boomer, early Gen X vibes towards yeah, <laughs> whatever. 
Uh, so they do a slow motion charge at each other like it's 300 or something. They start fighting and there's like a music <sighs> montage mosh pit thing going on. It takes so long. Every every character gets their like their one joke for the movie called back in this yep, one We fight. have to do it. We have to go oh, through all of them. And all the adults win. Because frankly, I, I, I'm i looking forward to these notes because I really did, didn't watch any of this. I, I don't have know what all. happened in any of Let's this. Let's go through them. Uh, Spade Son kicks at uh, somebody's ass for David Spade who is cowering like a, well, coward. Uh, the muscular woman also comes in and does the same. Uh, the frat boy calls her sir, and then Spade corrects him by saying that she's his woman, and then she beats him up, and then they go, I think he carries her, or she carries him off or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the principal falls out of a tree. He's dressed in like a Smurf, by the way. Papa, he's Papa Smurf. He's Papa Smurf, yeah. yeah. Uh, he falls on top of some people. It's funny. Sandler's son, too, saves the bully, who was beating him up earlier, and now the bully's like, I will protect you always, and carries him away. The gym teacher triangles a frat boy um, in his short shorts, and the frat boy is very distraught that he is wearing short shorts and his ass is so close to his face. Chris Rock and Chris Rock's wife are beating up people, and they're having a great anniversary time beating a man to death. Yoga guy saves Nick. Nick is really awkwardly like, oh, thank you so much, and like really awkwardly just kind of starts puckering and moving forward towards the yoga dude. And the yoga dude's just kind of like, whatever, and just walks away. They linger on this. Yeah, and so Nick ends up kissing the dog instead. Then Yoga Dude very obviously pukes. It's The dance teacher is feeding Steve Austin food as Steve Austin one-handedly punches it, frat boys in the face is, down a hill. I did, it is I did see this scene. It is kind of funny. Yeah. This is kind of funny because it's this gigantic man in the form of Steve Austin being like It's very wrestling no solid here. Like a baby. Uh, yeah, and he's getting fed peas, like delicately getting fed peas individually, <laughs> one pea at a time. And he's like, num, 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 yum, yum, peas. And then, like, with his right arm alone, just casually kind of, like, flicking out punches and, like, knocking these kids down a hill as they repeatedly run back up again, and get it's knocked the showmanship. down the hill. WWE and teaches then they you pan this. Down. <laughs> yeah, again, like, it's really funny because he's so delicately eating these peas and he's so focused on them. And his arm is clearly just, like, autopiloting, <laughs> knocking these kids the fuck out down a hill. And it's, like, it's a pretty good... Good goof of just like no really he's so far one of the only funny jokes here. in the movie yeah he's, um, he's yeah. so good in this movie he's the best comedian in this movie <sighs> yeah. yeah um frat boy mistakes sandler son one for a college guy he's like oh i get to see you here again and sandler son one kicks the frat boy in the nuts a frat girl, or I guess a sorority girl, shows up and she kicks him in the nuts and he falls down calling him a traitor. The one who gave him a beer in the first place. Yeah. Then uh, the Nancy Arbuckle girl shows up and kicks her in the crotch and uh, then goes and kicks or kisses Sandler's son one. So, ha, huh, there's a result for there. There's, there's their scene. Lovely. There's their arc tied up. Frat boy is giving noogies to Tim Meadows. Shaq sees this, breaks out of the kid's house, which was kind of funny because it's, like, it's made of fucking styrofoam. Um, then grabs the frat boy and then <laughs> oh. throws him almost like kung fu style over this gazebo. Like it's yeah. comically like it's like 30, 40 it, feet in the air. Yeah. It's, it's CG, actually really funny. But, yeah. It's like CG, but it's like a CG replication of, a wire of someone being thing. ripped out on a wire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like it is pretty funny because he just kind of casually throws him and he gets wire food like 40 feet into the background. Yeah. Yeah. And so Meadows comes It's up. also like that uh, that horse kick at the end of Paul Blart 2. It comes so out of nowhere that it's just like, okay. Yeah. Sure. It is like the one... Whatever. Uh, yeah, Tim Meadows... Again, it's like it's so close to a joke. If you weren't in such a void of joy, <laughs> yeah. just in alone in a vacuum might be yeah. funny. I just changed my name. Void of joy is... <laughs> <laughs> so um, Meadows comes over and it's like I had that fight and then Shaq gets all scared because apparently Meadows is the older of the two brothers and 
Ha ha. Ah. Uh, Sandler and Fratboy Prime, they're there. They're going to have a fight. Uh, Sandler throws out some punches, some actually pretty decent looking punches, and Fratboy Prime dodges them. Then it like roundhouses him like Mortal Kombat style, and he falls over, and they start taunting each other and stuff. It's a, it's a throwback to that Twilight fight scene. Yeah. Because he was in Twilight, you know? Yeah. Sandler goes to stretch, because uh, he has to get stretching in, so he does that. He then goes and throws another punch, but Fratboy Prime spin kicks him, knocks him out, like dead on the ground. Uh, Sandler's daughter's like, you win, you get a prize, and gives him the monkey from earlier. The prime guy starts waving around taunting, like, I'm the winner, I get a dumb monkey, it's so stupid. And then the deer from earlier in the film sees it and charges him. From the first scene. Knocks him over and starts biting him in the crotch. It all comes back. By the way, this deer, like, splits between really bad CG and really bad, like, practical effect puppet. Yeah. It's not good. This causes, like, so the Fat Boy Prime fell over and has his crotch being eaten by a deer. This causes all the other Fat Boys to, like, panic and leave. And so they start running away. Sand- yeah, if you destroy the mothership, the rest all yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sandler's wife sees him go down and starts running over and saying, like, are you okay? Are you okay? But she gets, like, shoulder tackled out of the way by oh, the stalker. Back. Yeah, the stalker comes back. Oh, right, yeah, I forgot she time. does this for a single thing. Yeah, yeah so stalker. Like I said, I didn't know. I was out. Yeah, the stalker uh, tackles her out of the scene, goes over to Adam Sandler, is like, "Are you okay? Do you remember who I am?" And he's yeah, and he's just like, "Who are you?" And then uh, Sandler's wife is angry and kicks her in the face, and then it cuts to something that I might use a, a stream notification at some point, just on its own, which is Steve Buscemi, like a hard cut to Steve Buscemi somewhere else entirely, <laughs> dressed up as Flava Flav at a slightly earlier time of the day, uh, just <laughs> laughing and going, sorry, honey. Like, it, it's like, that's it. That's the whole thing. And it, it sucks and it makes no sense. And it's like so obvious that they just had this reaction shot of Steve Buscemi. And they're like, well, we'll use it when there's a joke that would be appropriate for him to laugh at. It's uh, the dude in Samurai again. Cop just nodded and laughing. Speaking of that Samurai yeah. Cop thing, um, I have to say as an aside, way earlier in the film when they were doing the ballet recital there's the shot of all of the guys looking at the hot teacher doing her thing like bending over the one of Shaq looks like the black dude from Samurai Cop <laughs> like seriously get up, get up yeah sure. no, it looks like he's going to ooh sort of face oh yes, yes you're it's right it's dead oh on anyway it reminded me of that so yeah um, we the fight scene's over the movie's done we need to have our epilogue we fade to them eating breakfast at uh, James's mom house and when I mean them I mean the four of them plus Colin Quinn and the I think the cross-eyed guys there yeah. I don't remember they're eating James, they're eating breakfast at James' mom's house uh, Spade says like oh this is just like high school when we got drunk and fought and then oh. came here by the way Schmaltz warning yeah yeah we gotta just finish it here with it Adam comes. Sandler Schmaltz yeah um, the mom brings out a photo album of photos and they start looking through them remembering their good old times when they were younger um, they see a picture of like Quinn and Sandler as kids and they were friends in kindergarten and like everybody's like oh that's weird you guys used to hate each other and it's like oh you know we liked each other but we drifted apart over the years because we were in different classes and now they're friends again because Colin Quinn's there so whatever um, James's mom learns that Sandler is having a kid and she's like you know unexpected kids should be loved just as much as planned yeah, ones he kind of like half mentions that it was a surprise and then yeah she just goes on this tangent while like the like oxygen network music or whatever starts <laughs> playing behind it's it. very Hallmark movie like, yeah yeah. The Hallmark movie, yeah, yeah, thank you. And it's just like, yeah, unexpected kids should be loved just as much as the planned ones. Like, hey, James was an unplanned kid, and he happened in the men's room of a Patriots game. And, like, he's all embarrassed by this. But it's just like, why? You mentioned this twice, and also you handled it badly 
You ba- like they bungled <laughs> yeah, this agreed. plot Don't line every time it came up. Yep. And then they feel the need to like make it the finale. Like, oh yeah, yep. this was the moral the whole time. Obviously, this was the center point of the film was Adam Sandler having problems with having a fourth kid. Like what? Things get crazy sometimes, but you're still a great dad. So we cut to great dad. We cut to Adam <laughs> Sandler. Dad. He's at home. It's nighttime. He's going to bed. The wife is there. Um, he asks if she wants to talk about having the kid. She's like, oh, maybe tomorrow. Kind of like mocking him from earlier, but she's cool with it. He's like, well, I want to talk just to the kid. So he goes over and starts like leaning in on her stomach and says like, you know, I want to say welcome to the family. I still love you. I love everyone. It's like, make sure you take ballet recitals or ballet when you're younger so we can go to the recitals. And of course, his wife slaps him because that's kind of sexist. Oh, you. And then he's like, um, he says something effective like, he doesn't need to fool around anymore. Like, I have a beautiful wife right here. And then they're like, God, this fucking joke. He's like, oh. he tells the kid to wash yeah, she's his just, head. Well, she's just like, oh, is that, she's like, oh, is that you trying to say you want to fool around? And he's like, well, maybe a little bit. He's like, all right, now watch your head, baby. And then as they pan out onto the, uh, to the house again. To the implied like, fucking, he burps and he's farts. Yeah. He he bur- he purple snarts and he does the burp the sneeze and then the fart and he he's like oh I did it I burp no farted and his wife uh, as he's reasonable is like you are so gross you are a fucking child and he goes oh I did it for the baby credits Film yeah end. hard cut <laughs> it bends, yeah it zooms out of his window with some really bad transition CG and film ends yeah. This wasn't a film. This wasn't a film. I I stood on Twitter like right after the film, after we finished watching the film. This felt like an unfinished pilot for a TV spinoff of Grown Ups that would have gotten canceled like three episodes in. (laughs) Like that's the level of coherence that we have here. So yeah, I, uh, I have some questions for us down at the end here. Yeah. Um, first off, I guess the recap, the first one's kind of easy. Did you laugh at anything? I think we covered we kind of summertime. Over it. Summertime was good. Summertime, summertime got me. I like I like the Shaq joke, time, uh, the one where he does the funny face on the ballet, and the one where he uh, did the quarters thing from making. Free I do clothes. like where in the ballet, there's one cut where he's like doing a robot dance, and he's doing this thing where he like vibrates his hat on top of his head in a very funny way. Yeah, could I get a that hat wobble? <laughs> need a hat wobble exactly uh i would say uh steve austin uh punching teams you know what i'm surprised he was one of the better characters in this film he was not... really good he's yeah, used to working just... with terrible yeah. scripts i mean yeah, yeah all, all, hey, hey, all hold of on are you saying that the wwe has bad plot writing <laughs> yes. I mean WCW then. Oh, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I, I also mean that every wrestler has been in terrible films like oh, yeah. that yeah. too. They're yeah. all in and, terrible Disney flicks. It's well, it's and, they're used to it. And here's the thing, right? Like they're used to basically what the equivalent is is like kind of like stage acting where you have to overact oh, yeah, everything yeah. because yeah. you're expecting yeah. people in you know the nosebleed section to still be able to understand what your character is doing through your physicality. So because of that they're able to be entertaining to watch just doing basic things because yep. like you you watch Kenny Omega pick up a gallon of milk and he'll just do it in some way that you didn't expect and is hilarious and is incredible like yeah. it's that kind of thing yeah so like Steve Austin is just you he know, knows at how the very it works least doing yeah. that like yep. he's fun to watch move yeah, yeah and I guess I kind I of just, oh sorry go ahead I, I think it's extremely telling that none of our favorite moments involve any of the main cast oh god no yeah. 
Or even yeah. secondary. No, not even, yeah. It's all, like, apart from, uh... uh summertime. Yes, summertime. Um, everyone, <laughs> summertime <laughs> rules! I love summertime! Everyone else is, like, a bit part. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of tied into my second question. Uh, the best actor after Steve Buscemi. Um, For me, it's Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin. It's probably Austin, sure. and that's... It's either Steve Austin or Shaq. Um, yeah. Both of them just tried to make fun. They have a presence avoid. that the others just yeah. can't deal yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Um, third question. Do you think a Quinn or Hayek was uh, more annoyed to be there? Ooh. Hayek. For, for me, is, uh, she, just, she doesn't even make jokes. Like, Colin Quinn is at least involved in some jokes. Colin, I don't know sure if it was Colin Quinn. Hayek makes a single joke. So she is so obviously fucked off to be in every single scene she is in. She is they so also, fucking mad. It's it's not just me, but they, like, wrote her to basically be, like, a harpy this entire yeah. film, right? No, you're right. Like, yeah. They wrote her to be as insufferable as possible. And then, like, still somehow have her be the person who is in the right because Adam Sandler sucks so fucking much. It's just to me, like, I couldn't tell if Colin Coon was annoyed to be there or that was his character. Because, like, he played, like, kind of a jerk Brooklyn asshole in the first game or the first movie. And he's that this here now. So, yeah. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Next question. Next question. What does it say about this film that Rob Schneider turned down the reappearance? We watched it. We know what it says about this film. (laughs) Like, was he busy? Rob Schneider's not busy, so... <laughs> I feel like, by definition, Rob Schneider's not busy. So, do you think in, if they make a Grown Ups 3, do you think Nick Swartzen would come back, or do you Ooh. think he wouldn't take the abuse? Here's the real question, yeah. Because, like, who do you think is the most likely to not come back for 3? Because I imagine Salma's coming back just because this has to Contractually be... Contractually obligated, yeah. And also, it's probably, like, a real fucking easy weekend. Like, sure, she gets treated yeah. like shit throughout this movie, but, like, I bet she's, like, still having an all right time out there when they're not, you know, filming or whatever. Like, easy paycheck. Probably still fine enough people. Yeah, easy enough. Just go be lazy with some pals for a bit. Easy paycheck, sure, whatever. But, like, I don't know, man. Nick Swartzen kind of got put through the ring. Yeah, he one, had the rough yeah. end, the short end of the stick there. It was real bad they, for him. Like, we skipped over a lot of... He spent most of the movie naked. He spent most of the movie in bad makeup pretending like he was drunk. He was the butt of many jokes. It wasn't good for him. Yeah, he, he was, was mentally ill and a closeted homosexual and all this stuff, and it just sucks beginning to end, front to yep. back. Soup to nuts sucks shit. Yeah. <laughs> just the worst character. Uh, next question. How does Kmart exist in 2016? It doesn't... Uh, it did. It, doesn't. it went through restructuring in 2018. I mean, it... It quote unquote did. Um, let me put it this way: it existed so much that they decided a good avenue to get the customers they wanted in was to advertise in Grown Ups too. Do you think they went bankrupt because of that? Ooh! Did Adam Sandler no. siphon enough money away from Kmart? I think it. I'll say it didn't help. I feel but. it's probably like <laughs> venture capitalists or something that did it. Probably bad management, yeah. like the Sears problem. But I'd like to believe in my own personal headcanon that. Grown Ups 2 was killed Kmart. Well, I can proudly say I have never stepped foot in a Kmart. That may be because I moved to the US in 2018, but shh, it's fine. You're not missing anything. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. They're really... It's like if Target was worse, or if Walmart was worse. That's about it. Yeah. 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 What events led to Sandler having such a disdain for the younger generation? He's He's just a boomer. When was he born? I got to look up to Adam Sandler's age here. Uh, my thing also is, 
He's trying to appeal so that's, to a that's, very no, specific he's probably from group the 60s, of people. That's Gen X. He's, he's so. fifty something. I want to say he's sixty six. Also, so that's like at I, the I, end of boomers. I'd say it's a boomer. Yeah. He's a fucking boomer. Say, yeah. He's rich. He's a vet. That he's super boomer. Yeah. That's true. Like, let's be real here. Don't forget always that, yeah, class is way more influential well, than, than age. age yeah. or you're right. You're right. Like, historically, way more, way more of a, like, uh, indicator. And, uh, I would say also, like, it, it might just be that's the group he's trying to appeal to is, like, yeah. just some yeah. really ignorant-ass people. And, like, how do you how do you appeal to ignorant-ass people? Punch You'd down. be ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be an ignorant it asshole. It just felt like this entire it's movie like, was him just, like, rallying against the younger generation for not knowing yep. who Bruce Springsteen is. Like, so it's like, uh, yeah, if we're going to try and read into this as more than, like, he's appealing to that audience, it would definitely have to just be, like, he, he has not done good raising his kids and they don't like him because like so much of this script is everyone tell Adam Sandler he's a good dad and that he just, really he's done is. good. It's very so masturbatory. So often they tell him. Yep. It, it's so awful how often they tell him you're such a good dad, Adam. But also you I, have I, stalkers who love you. Yeah. I it, Yeah, it's like one of those things where like normally when people try and read into like the actors or the writers or anything too deep because I'm like, well, you know, they're also just writing a fiction, but like this is just God. It's real. Like it's clearly a self-insert, and it's so much of ever. Like it's literally this guy who left his hometown to go to Hollywood and became very rich and made a lot of money, and then moved back to his hometown to raise his family. It's fucking Adam. Yeah, Sandler. it seems like it's, it's almost like Adam revisionist Sandler. history. Like he's like, wishfully thinking that this could be him. Yep. Is Grown Ups yep. Two Adam Sandler propaganda? My question. <laughs> <laughs> My it feels like it. It feels yeah, like I've been worked through the system. Is this, your, is, is this a your room 101? Are they trying to make us like Adam Sandler and it's just the worst propaganda? Is Grown Ups 2 the worst propaganda film of all time? <laughs> Second question. Hmm. I, I want to say it as a no because like they're making Top yeah. Gun 2. No, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, my last question I had. Is this better or worse than Grown Ups 1? Worse. worse. Okay. I don't know. It's... It's worse, really? but it's easier to get through. I will say True. that. I will oh, say okay. I, I, yeah, and I feel that's my rationale for this because like yeah. this is such a nothing compared to me being just proactively angry throughout the entire first movie. Like this yeah. is just one like, pretends to be a movie. I'll give you that. Here's the thing. What what I how it was explained when I think like Doc I think was the one who said this and I kind of agreed. It's like Grown Ups one has the kind of through plot and coherence and step A goes to step B goes to step B that makes a film but has none of the pacing but grown ups 2 has none of the through plot or anything like it's 45 disparate threads just kind of yeah. floating around but inexplicably it still has the pacing of like a shitty popcorn film so like it's awful and nothing and nothing's happening but it's structured in a rhythm that like emulates what a normal crappy you know popcorn munching film would do there's so, less like, shitty like point the camera at the four main characters and just let them impromptu for like six minutes yeah there's less of that it, it's just like cut to cut to cut the thing is like you can't get hung up on any one thing for too long yeah because it's, it's constantly moving but for and me also, that lot, was there's worse. a lot of voids <laughs> oh i think it's worse i think it's worse by far yeah no i think like it's easier to sit down and have grown-ups to happen in front of you and then you go oh well i guess i watched grown-ups too but you like blacked out for a third of it yeah i think if you're actively engaged with and trying to watch grown-ups too it is so much worse take that it's from me the person so who watched it hard. the first time sober fully at attention then a second time about five drinks in 
uh, with some friends and less attention. That was a considerably better watch. And then the third one where I was about eight drinks in and uh, I fell asleep at about 45 minutes and woke up at like, I don't know, an hour 20 or something. Far and away the easiest watch. And I remember almost nothing from it. Not because I was drunk, just because like my mind wandered to anywhere else. And <laughs> like, it was, it's like the question yeah. I ask is like the first movie kind of had a theme of like you need to actually grow up. I mean, like, it was very badly stated and terrible, but, yeah. like, that was, I feel, yeah. the main question. Someone what, looked at the camera and stated it at some point. Yeah. But... What is the theme, the theme of this, of this movie? This one what is, is Adam Sandler there, should have a fourth there child. There is no theme. There is, yeah, there is no a point. movie. It feels like a movie without a point. Like, and, oh, there is, is no. Uh, the point is a paycheck for Adam Sandler and yeah. his 192 closest friends. Yeah, this is why at the end of the film, it feels so weird when they have the mom be like, oh, even unexpected children should be loved yeah. just as much. Because yep. that's like, they're stating that as if that was the main moral yeah. of the whole film. And you're like, what when about this film in? has to do with that? Like, you've mentioned this in passing twice and nothing else in the story or film is in service of this plot line. And you're acting like it was like the core thread, obviously, throughout the film. What? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. God, it was. I just hated every single minute. I never had a break from just relentlessly shitty jokes. I just, I hated every single second. Far more than Grown Ups 1 or Paul Blart 2. So at least in those ones, there was times when I could black out and nothing really happened. I was like, alright, that's fine. I didn't miss anything. I don't have to rewatch that. Okay, so- I missed so much shit in Grown Ups 2. It's just... Because I just couldn't cope. <laughs> I guess. I guess as a uh, question, then uh, having seen both Grown Ups one and two and Paul Blart one and two, which do you think is the better movie duo? Wow. <laughs> Honestly, Paul Blart one and I two. I want to say Paul Blart two had Paul more Blart of well. a plot. They were more of an attempt at a movie than either Grown Ups. There one. Is I, a, I have a theory <laughs> that uh-oh. being for kids. Meant that you had that you couldn't do like about eighty percent of the kind of jokes yeah. that Adam Sandler and Kevin James and those type of people want to do, which they don't fill with good things, but they actually do kind of fill with a movie. Yes, you're it, you're right. The horniness of this film <laughs> just. I hated every single second of that. That the increase of that from Paul Blart and Grown Ups One just made me so angry. And that, and Paul Blart didn't have, it did have a couple of horrible scenes still, but it didn't have anywhere near that level of here's hot chicks in bikinis for no reason. Here's them in there, the female actresses having to bend over and slap their asses for a creep. I feel that it's yeah. not because they didn't want it, it's just that they couldn't fit it in the plot of Paul Blart. In yeah, movie. which is fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, I am too. I'm just saying, like, it's not because Being of told anything you can't do that yeah. is still, still means that it didn't happen. It didn't happen, Here, yes. There here's go. the thing. Here's the thing for me. Like, when Paul Blart is at its best and it's just kind of a nothing washing over you, it almost feels like a Disney Channel original movie. Like, it's that level. Yeah. I don't feel like... Grown ups one or two ever achieve that palatable level of doesn't get that high up. Watch. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't reach that that height of the height. I guess if this I guess if I walked into my grandparents' house and this was on, I wouldn't complain. That's about yeah. the level they've achieved with Paul Blart. I don't know, I may have roasted my I don't grandparents think grown for ups. This. 
Hallmark well, no, movie I'm, channel. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm saying at the peaks. Like, if you took the best nanosecond of Paul Blart 1, <laughs> there's a moment where I could walk in and be like, oh, that's fine. What is the but, best nanosecond of Paul Blart 1? <laughs> that's uh, going to take a whole nother podcast. <laughs> ooh, okay. Well, I've already watched this one three times. How many minutes is it? Like, it's 100? I could probably watch it 97 more times. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so uh, do we have an idea what we're doing next season? Or is that too early? I, I still have to figure that okay. out. Okay, that's fine. All right, so we will uh, still be figuring that out. But it'll be a couple of weeks. We usually take like a yeah, little Yeah, I need here, definitely so, uh, a break. By the way, I'm I'm fine with so, doing notes for whatever next series we do. I'm not doing notes for the next fucking Paul Blart special or whatever. <laughs> you know, I've yeah. cashed out on this, man. <laughs> This is painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I say I do think I know what the next bad movie is going to be? Oh, is no, it Happy no. Madison adjacent? It's not. Ooh. Actually. Uh, I thought you we were going to make us do pixels, a, and I was just going to be real sad. It has a part one and part two, oh, and it's no. notorious for being one of the worst film pairs of all time, which is uh. why I thought it would fit in here with these. But I'm going to cut recording before I say what it mm, is. I just want to get everybody all antsy, you know, thinking about oh, it. No. So. Thank you. Uh, hey, everybody. If you aren't already following the podcast or whatever, fuck you. For seriously. <laughs> like, come you on. You've been like, through this much. You're, you're three fucking hours deep. I watched fucking Grown Ups 2 three goddamn times. I made <laughs> seven fair, other people on watch it with me. You only needed to do it no, once. No, I did it for the content. No, no, I did it for the content. And you should appreciate it and follow the po- follow or like. Like or leave a review. I think that's good. Or just yell at us on Twitter. Leave a five-star review. Yeah. Or just yell about us on Twitter to to the general public. Be like, hey, these fucking maroons. (laughs) You would not believe how many times this idiot watched Grown Ups 2 for no reason. For the content. But, uh, yeah, hey, for real, if you aren't already following, please do. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll plug myself. I'm Ty Tuesday. I stream at twitch.tv slash Ty Tuesday. Uh, pretty regularly, I do a lot of content there. I'm on YouTube as well. It's whatever. Uh, please come hang out if you want to hear me do jokes about things that I sometimes like and sometimes also don't like. Uh, Kubo, go ahead. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to do the secret shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that's hey, at Kubo saw. Yeah. That's a good sell. Kubo SA, yeah. Um, we're Vicus and Serene. We stream on twitch.tv at Vicus3. Uh, yeah, we stream a lot of things together uh, and separately. So, yeah, watch us there. We're on Twitter, Vicus3 and Serene Dragon 3. Why and we th- do this goddamn podcast. <laughs> hey, and we do this goddamn podcast, which I still love the origin story, which, Serene, I believe it was you were like. You had been watching with Vickis for like yes. a couple seasons. I, I had and then watched just... G Gundam and I was quite happy mm-hmm. to, to just watch G Gundam and not be on the podcast. But if I was going to watch Paul Blart <laughs> Mogul 2, there was no way I wasn't going to get to yell about it. And my response was, yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, well, everybody, we'll catch you next time in a couple weeks here at uh, Space Anime. Mm. See you next time, folks. Bye.